I'll put this over here. I yep. will have to come up with a different transition sting than that Batman like <laughs> <laughs> Or do we keep that forever? <laughs> but know. it's a Death Star, John. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, Kung Fu Fenris, no. we really... <laughs> good night. <laughs> good night. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank Jean, you, Eric. Could I ask that if you're the word just a, a smidjonk? If that's easily done. Thank you. I really want to click it. Click. I want to click it, though. Yeah, Aragorn, I'm, I'm actually shocked Liz discovered it and was like, but I'm just going to open it. I'm just going to do it. And did not. <gasps> I was the kid who always used to look for my Christmas presents. Pack of videos. Hello. Hello. Wait a Hang on. Do we know you from somewhere? A class, specifically. Do we know you? From, that's very funny, though. Three of us had to sing... <laughs> Helele for a for a thing once. We sure did. Baba Yechu. There we go. I was like the opening for Civ Four. It's a it's a song. Yep. Mmm. <laughs> Not the storyteller today. Yeah. Bam. We didn't. Let I think him wear that is today. the shirt you wore last time. Oh, it John. might be. For last for you, you mean? Yeah. I think it is for I was wearing. I was wearing a block color, for sure. Mm-hmm. No Everyone black. wants to know the flavors. Uh, it is peanut butter, salted pretzel, brownie, and awesome. The awesome is first in terms of the quantity. but It's so good. It's called Netflix and Chill? It's called Netflix and Chill. Netflix, Netflix and Chill, duh. duh. Netflix and Chill, duh. From Ben and Jerry's, they have their standard and their non-dairy. Both get thumbs up. That's it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. We're having the non-dairy one on this this side of the, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's really good. As Crosshair points out, and I think we've all all said it around the table already, but as, I just want to signal boost this a little bit. Somehow, it's been three years to the day since we, well, at least uploaded the Froyo from Exaltwitch. So, mm-hmm. just right. in terms of time, How crazy is that? It's pretty. We decide to end games at the same time every year. Coincidental? Why? I mean, it just feels like summer feels like a. Well, it's you know it? near John's birthday, mm-hmm. so the whole John's like new all year, I want this new year beginning. for my birthday is for all this to be over. <laughs> <laughs> to kill all for your this PCs. <laughs> this game <laughs> on to a new one. <laughs> I don't know why you have a hatchet. It's a, <laughs> no, it's a big game. box with a bow, and inside it just says, we won't be here on Sunday. And you're like, this is the best gift I've ever <laughs> I am kidding. Uh, we'll always be here. This is the problem. Remember. We will <laughs> remember. <laughs> we will Simba. Simba. Oh, that too. Uh. <laughs> mm. It's true, Mr. Ch- uh Damn, Erwin! Whoa! <laughs> so do the end. No, of the all. two are not necessarily related. <laughs> and it is on the day of my birth that I will crawl forth from the pit of abyss, open one of my seven mouths, and begin to sing the song that shall end the universe. Nice. Happy birthday <laughs> to me! <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
apparently he was born at like 2 something a.m. And his sister came six minutes later. So on Tuesday, I'm going to wake him up, wish him a happy birthday. And then I have six minutes to go over to his sister, bang on the door, and wake her up. That's going to be an interesting run. I'll probably oh. get, Drive. You know, oh, it didn't update the damn title of the damn stream. Rude. Ah. Rude. Happy birthday. Oh, and of course the go live notification is come watch me do something really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so that happens. Happy right. birthday. Yeah, chat wait, chat, in really, chat, wait in really quick. Are we doing something really stupid tonight? I mean, the four of us are in a room, so that's a pretty safe assumption. Bam. That's the Lizniel quick wit we like to see. Yeah, we're 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 on it. Thank you, Book. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Aww, aww, aww. Yeah, we were in the wrong <laughs> damn category because I was an idiot. That explains everything. Everything that's uh, happening. Maybe that explains Hilele as well. Yep. You took everything from me. <laughs> I don't know who you are. <laughs> well, hello, everybody. We're just enjoying our frozen yogurt and or non-dairy dessert of choice. I hope everybody else is enjoying some sort of snack and or beverage, if you want. These chunks of peanut butter are so good, though. Right. <laughs> uh, this laptop is a laptop that's been running this stream for the past... Year. No, not, not year. Like, At least. I mean, I, at it least. was ordered this year. Oh, was it? Yeah. No. Yes. From Pukajutsu? But pre-quarantine, no, pre no, right? No, because I took it with me at Christmas time. Yeah, exactly. So it's within a year. Isn't it great? It is great. Pukajutsu is the one who sold it to you. Stranger things. <laughs> it's funny, I really just thought it was three kids in a trench coat, but it was Pukajutsu all <laughs> along. What's the difference? Three kids in a trench coat should be obviously my uh, Rush cover band, but also my Halloween costume. Mm -hmm, Would that yes. be the BoJack Horseman? Oh, is it already? It's a thing. It's a thing. Okay. <laughs> I knew it. I got to it way too late. <laughs> Hanson cover band? Hanson yes, cover band. Mm, All right. So, yeah. So, this is it. Yeah, it's a thing. This is it. The campaign is over. <laughs> uh, some interesting stats for you. Oh, hell, hell yeah. Oh, we had officially ended with 136 episodes. Our previous stream ended officially with 56. Uh, <laughs> but we're not making that mistake anymore now. Hey, Trey Dog. Also, everyone's going to give a good wave to Trey Dog. Hi, Trey Dog. Welcome home safe, I hope. Hello. I have no problem with Hanson. I have no problem with any, like, pop bands, to be honest. Yeah. Um, of, in that 136, however, there were several different uh, streams that were made that were bonus streams. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Your Chrysalis streams, uh, the infamous first bonus stream, which was only after the second episode, which, see, I didn't name the bonus streams. Scott did. And Scott named this one Sophia's Hands. That's right. <laughs> There was one called Waiting for To Go, and I was so <laughs> happy about that. <laughs> I was so happy. 
His name is Togo. All right. Peanut butter and chocolate pie flavored. Peanut orange. butter and jam. Um, that's very exciting. That's very exciting. Damn poop. Oh. Mm. Uh, we've had, mm. we've had mods. Specifically, we've had she who knows ten thousand things and Entropy's disciple. Uh, and it echoes through song for the for the <gasps> beginning part of it. Do we? Missilating? Yep. That's Aragorn, the crosshair, and Captain Daff. Mm -hmm. uh, poke flavored poke. We've had many viewers over the course of this, too many, yeah. <laughs> the, considering how long we went. Uh, we love you. We've had many different iterations of tech. We spent a considerable number of these sessions at the beginning where I wasn't here. Mm -hmm. Then, for a considerable number of sessions towards the end, we were separated. Yeah. And now we're here. Together again. As long albeit as we stay apart. At a distance. I'm like leaning back as I reach out. <laughs> Must That's how that works, yeah. Six feet. So there is apparently a poll going on right now for the uh, play of the Chronicle, which none, at least I haven't looked at it. I don't think anybody She's has looked closer. at it. So you're going to have to check that out on your own. And that's being run by people who are not us. Uh, there's also plenty of questions that were submitted through our Discord, although we will, of course, be taking questions live. So if there's anything else that you want to point out, uh, shout it out there, and we'll make sure that it pops up on the screen and we'll answer it. And uh, there's actually a few things. Salty Caramel Froyo with a messenger mm. in an hour. Well done. With a messenger. Nice. Um, so, Mr. Rich, we're also Hello. just, you know, I'm we're your trying to, to be as responsible as we can be while still recognizing mm. that this isn't an essential thing that we are in the same room, but it is still much more pleasant for us. Uh, but it does involve a lot of an awkward shuffling around this living room every once in a while, like, whoa, whoa! <laughs> John literally just, like, back rolls everywhere now. <laughs> just, like, falls <laughs> over and, like, whoa! Whoa! <laughs> back rolls, yeah, exactly. Hmm. Chilled carrot cake. Yeah, that sounds delicious. That sounds good. Fine. Nice crosshair. Nothing wrong with that. So, John, you were saying, I'm just, I just want to know what's going on. We have some <laughs> questions. That <laughs> I just want to know what's going on. The, really, the a scoff. state that you've existed in for the past. <laughs> like, literally since I started streaming. I think I probably uttered those words on the very first stream I ever did. What the hell is going on? Um... We are, we, we've solicited questions already via the Discord. We're going to, if there are any that people want to ask live today, we're going to answer those as well, potentially. Yep. Um, that's the plan, right? Just chat and reminisce and so on and so forth. Absolutely. But the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to play you a couple of music tracks. Oh! And I want to see what these music tracks make you think of <laughs> if they trigger memories, not just for us, but for you as well. So oh. I'm actually going to be... What? Be careful if you have Journey queued up, because that's what uh, triggered the band for Denmark. Journey. Okay. Yep. Journey is not. I won't be playing your character themes. Why not? No. <laughs> because one of them is banned, apparently. <laughs> Damn. Don't stop. Damn it, Denmark. It's weird that you chose Don't Stop Believing as your... <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what I was... I was like, Journey? Journey? <laughs> Seems weird on this channel. <laughs> I welcomed, welcome to my Glee rewatch. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to be turning the volume up a little bit, so don't worry if I have to turn it back down. Uh, and we'll turn up the volume a little bit for the audience so that they can hear as well, but we will again turn it back down. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> that so one time. Yeah. I want to. So, so I'm gonna play something, and if you if you can think of what this means for you, let me know. Should we shout it out? Yeah, go ahead. I have an answer. Yeah. It's pre-show. It's from Threes. It's it's, it's like. It makes me feel. When we're doing our recap. Yeah, it makes me feel like okay, time for us to do our things so that we can get into the game. You know. So what happened last session? Well. Also makes me groove a little bit, which yeah. I love. Okay, fair, fair. How about this one? I can remember this from early days. It's one of the Thomas was alone tracks mm -hmm. as we're getting further into it. Yeah, maybe maybe like early days of the game, sort of those bittersweet emotional moments with some of the sparkles. Yep. It reminds me of Kyoko a lot. Yeah. So this would often play in, in the, spark? the spark. It's specifically in the exhaust. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wasn't sure. There's also this one, which is a pretty mellow. So there we one. go. Which would be a very, this one is often what we would use to open. Right. Mm -hmm. Those are pretty mellow tracks for the for the exhaust. I feel that's not that's a criticism. That's when we're having hearts, so hearts at the bar. Oh yeah, sure. Sisters, one of the first mobile games I ever mobile games I ever played. Um, Swords and sorcery. Sword and sorcery, yeah. This is a perfect theme for him. It was I agree. like on my patches Spotify playlist. And I stole it. <laughs> no, I seem to recall specifically being like, this song is great, use it. Because it just kept getting stuck in my head, and I was like, mm -hmm. that was so good. Mm -hmm. This, I think, is everyone's favorite music cue. I think Always. it's also Crosshair seems to often mention it when it plays. Well, Fucking so Crosshair has only named one tune, and it's this one. This is tune. Yeah. <laughs> Ten thousand percent. That's, that's a <laughs> lot of percent. Down below on our overlay, we have little titles of tracks. So, like, listen to this on the streaming services. Give this person the fractions of pennies per listen. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Do it. So someone dead, <laughs> dying, or reflecting on death, <laughs> or reflecting on failure, regret, <laughs> sadness, regret, hopelessness, Talus after Dantaine happened, Rom's uh, lost one of his wives, chimerically or one of his uh, dead, chimerically dead, chimerically dead, Rom's wives. This is a beautiful track, though, John, yeah. and oh, I've yeah. forgotten where it's from, but it's I know where it is. from The Walking Dead game. Yes, of oh, course it is. Shit. By Bear McCreary. Yeah. Who also does a bunch of other music from other games. That Zeron brooding occasionally, blowing in the wind. Hair. Not this was. Him. It's so good because yeah. it's perfectly sad. As soon as you play it, I'm like, oh. My oh. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Yeah, someone walks into a room with like that energy, and you're like, oh. <laughs> 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 oh man. <gasps> Bite. This yeah. is like roll for initiative, and then you like while we're yeah. rolling, you play this track. Yeah. 
getting ready to run, maybe. And then we're like, uh, what do we add to the roll again? Uh, uh. <laughs> well, it tracks over, then it loops by the time we figure <laughs> it out. Fuck. This, good this fight. was played for specific people. Can you remember? Um, I'm going to fast mm-hmm. forward on the track, which might make it easier. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Overwatch, but... Play too much Overwatch. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's all. That's what I'm hearing too. Uh, yeah, I feel like we heard it in the most recent climactic battle. So yeah. maybe a guru. It, it has Dave? been. Pl- it has come up occasionally, but uh, this first, if I remember correctly, and of course I probably don't. Uh, this first starts this showing up around when you were fighting Talus. <gasps> Talus. Oh, Talus. Uh, specifically, the episode where he killed High King David. Oh, that one. That old chestnut. Yeah, I'm going to put a question to the chat at some point, not to interrupt <laughs> this, but just like, uh, what was the most um, crazy reality of this game, and why was it when High King David died? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this track. This is so Brahms nice. having a bath with someone. <laughs> this is good times. Yeah, but like... I'm like... Like, it was a hard day, but we got through it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I always get a bit of a melancholy feel from this track, actually. Um, yeah, you're, s- like, it feels very the dreaming to me. Although we wouldn't be in the dreaming. Yeah. So Kyoko never actually had a specific leitmotiv. The only NPC who really did was Zister. Mm-hmm. We used fewer leitmotifs this time around. We did it a ton in Exalt Witch. Yes, those characters had very specific, like, oh, guess who's here, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh. No, 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 greatest track of all time. I don't care what anybody else says here. This is great. <laughs> um, and this is the, the remix, yeah. Oh. I think Yoko would prefer to think that her theme song was something that involved uh, a video game from the 1980s. Uh, I, I will start returning to using leitmotifs, I think, because there's something incredible about playing a track and everyone just going like... Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yes. Crosshair actually caught on to what I said. Kyoko would say that, but is it what she would But is that what... Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Three Fates said, oh, uh, oh, you mean, um... Aragorn's just a teensy bit biased. You mean this one. All right. All right. What about this one? <laughs> Jesus, Cooper Mitch. Shit's really bad. Yeah, this is this, this is, is like, like run, get out, lava's coming, explosion. I feel yeah, like this is a get out of yeah, run. This, this is play, this was first used in a very specific episode. I want to see if you can remember. I'm gonna guess Abford Pharma. <laughs> Which one? The the first one. The time when we went to rescue. 
Kyogo, but... Resistor, Scythe. Yes. This was first used... Oh, I can't wait. Okay. ...in your Golden Braid test. Really? See, that feels like it's, like, quite recent, but of course it's not. And then when it got worse... Oh, well done, Mistrich, calling mm. that. Yeah, Mistrich was correct. Dream Abford. Dream Zeron's Abford. Zeron's dead. Kay is dead. Kyoko's dead. Everything I am Brom. <laughs> Bye. I am Brom. Hey, why you have to do this to me? They weren't all dead. I don't think. A sizable chunk of them did die in that no. in that reality, yes. No. Yeah. Kyoko did. We lost Kyoko. And He's Zeron. the dream. Kyoko and Zeron did, but you got to keep K. <laughs> I would make we'll, that we'll trade again in a second. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to that. We'll absolutely yeah, yeah, we're gonna because <laughs> I think it's a good one. Uh, <laughs> Damn it, Pook. <laughs> oh, no. Aragorn, I can't find out. Oh, no. mm. I mean, this is just like super sad times theme, but what? Failed. This must be <laughs> like okay. ah! <laughs> oh, God. This no, it feels like it's like melancholic <laughs> expressions of love. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like yeah. Our relationship is is struggling. Well, it's, I but think it's damn it, I'll be here, you you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I think it's less about relationships like struggling, personally. more like people <laughs> struggling but getting support. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. the I don't feel good that someone's gonna talk to me. <laughs> I just want to go to Biad. The Kyoko talking about K theme. Close, yeah. Oh, this is nice. I obviously don't remember it that much. <laughs> you will in a second. Yeah. This has got to be like preparing to gear up to go somewhere, right? This has got to be like preparing for. Has a very battle. specific connotation. This one was something of a leitmotif. I mean, Golgari is it? Ross, you have to. It, it takes some time, but like it starts clicking in. Uh, if you have a, a, a playlist that you've sorted out very specifically, it becomes easier. There are also apps where you can design it so that's a button that you press, and then it can you can make it so that it'll loop. Um, yeah. Things like that, so you can just be like, oh, NPC, Bob, Set press the button. Um, um, Melge? Feels like a Melge thing. No. Yeah, it feels like we're getting prepared. Yeah. Uh, like we're doing some kind of. Or going in. Yeah, I mean, there was a suggestion a of going speech. into the dreaming on the dream on Very the dream bus. Tell us. Broken flight. Huh. Dealing with them. Oh my god, Rose Light. <laughs> god. It feels like so long ago. It wasn't. That was quite recent, actually. Kind of, like it was, but it wasn't. Believe it or not, you finished the Broken Flight. Uh, mm-hmm. You finished Broken Flight on episode 114. So it's been 20 weeks since you Jesus finished Christ. that. Damn, man. Damn. What happened after that? <laughs> <laughs> what was our like storyline completely after? 
immediately after that? Uh, open in the Grand Best Inn. Ah, oh, yes, there we go. Courtly Love, which yeah, don't but, take. Yeah, that open was the Grand Best Inn, then Zeron was going to get married, and then we yeah. dealt with that, and then the marriage happened, and then, you know, marriages the aren't allowed to be happy yep. for us. Correct, <laughs> yes, that's correct. <laughs> I don't recognize this track at all. I'm going to be completely honest. This feels like Please it don't was tell a me place that we only visited <laughs> briefly, like um, like uh, when we visited Queen Laurel or something. That's this lovely, is, this though. This came up a couple of different times, but this was specifically Ramsia and Lal. Oh, <gasps> that's lovely. I'm sorry, Ergwen. You abandoned. <laughs> no! <laughs> I do remember we were like... Talus, we will go into the dreaming for you. Ramsey and Lal, I, I don't know what to tell well, you. This is, this is crazy. We, we just came out of the dreaming. Yeah, we're well, at, we got, we got tired. Lal <laughs> back from the dreaming. Yeah, we reunited them. Now they're in hiding. That's what I should have done. I should have been like, give me the good pee. Give me Ramsey and Lal. Sorry, that was probably really loud in mics. But yeah. This is really nice. and or just bad things, but Dante and Talos. Yep. Wow. Primarily used for Talos. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> okay, this was like, this was used at the opening of the show a number of times, as well as at other points, but this, this is the... When we're starting in the middle of shit. We're getting, yeah, I yeah. feel like this is a, you know, all right, Commander, you have everything you need. We will be watching. I mean, it's from that, but like. Because <laughs> you're quoting the game. Yeah, I am quoting the game. But it yeah, feels like a preparatory was, thing. Pre right? Preparing, gearing up, moving mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. Great, great track. Uh, what else do we have here? What else could we potentially throw in here? We're, we only got a few more of these. I remember this track. <laughs> so that's an being achievement. Like, I'm clear. I feel like there was some f use for it for with Paula, mm. but people that weren't being direct with us. Exactly. Mm. Yep. Nice. Like a nice sort of mysterious theme for someone. I like that. The patches are gonna unleash her sass in three, <laughs> two, <laughs> one. Get to the freaking <laughs> Yeah. I the really love this like, track. I mean, trial, but um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. I mean, because I was constantly like, objection. Yeah, that's right. Of course. Right. We had a whole yeah, and then I was supposed to duel, and that knocker said the thing that you're not supposed to say, and we all like exploded. <laughs> God, that was nuts. That was crazy. Was that all one session? Because it felt like one very it, crazy it long session. I think it was session. two, because it was, we started the trial, and then we finished the trial, mm. and then shit went down. Yeah. So we got a question that we will we can uh, we can play for y'all. Let's get into it. Uh, oh, very good, Aragorn. Very good. So, <laughs> Guru Mench asks, <laughs> do you have a list of scene types that you pick out for tracks for early on in the Chronicle, or is it all as they come up? Um, I well, what I typically do is I come up with sort of moods um, 
and it isn't specifically for direct scenes, but moods, and I put them in similar places and playlists. So you'll have the sort of like, here's the normal area, and then here's the sort of tense area, and here's the combat area, and here's the like sad area, and then I can pick from those, and then eventually uh, things start kind of getting, uh, like, they start getting integrated that way, and then it works. Uh, and then eventually... Uh, some songs just start imprinting on <laughs> certain <laughs> kinds of scenes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Mr. Rich had a question as well about the Talus storyline. Where is that? I'm just a little bit above. I see Mr. Rich commenting on it. Oh, but okay. I don't see a question. Never mind. I think it was just to do with whether or not we considered that a great achievement or our greatest achievement yeah. as PCs. Because and that's it a big gets question. mentioned a lot yeah. when we're recapping and there are a lot of, of music pieces that we can tie to it. It's significant, so. that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it put us on the world stage and I mean it put you as regent which drew all eyes on you. It did. Because yeah, because I think I mean, uh, this is the other thing, it's a not that it's a trick, but like <laughs> The Talus storyline involved everything around High King David, the politics of that, and the naming of the Sussex, the Sexer. Ah, uh, the Sex. The Sexor, yeah, exactly. But also going into the dreaming and like sort of trying to get Talus's soul reclaimed, right? Like it's actually, it's, it's really two storylines, in, in my opinion, mm -hmm. but they're all together because they're all kind of unified under one person. And it was also the first time that our our little group's um, goals and aspirations were like forced into the big leagues. Mm. We were like, oh yeah, we should be able to cure a Dantain. And everyone <laughs> sure. else was like, absolutely not. You can't we're like, just do we're that. gonna try though. And then wasn't this also the reason why we became a Motley? Yes. During that arc? Absolutely. A we lot of significant shit happened. You can't come arc. into Taranar. What if we are a motley? Yeah, they were like... Okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but we're like, okay, we have to be a motley, yeah. so... Yeah. We were standing at the drawbridge. I remember. It's very funny. Uh, I believe it's because one of you had permission to come inside, but the others did not. <laughs> what about me and my motley? <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> hey, it worked out. It worked well. Yeah. Now it's a legend. That will never die. Which will never die. Right. Hmm. You thought what was Ignite the Crosshair? The the team was called Ignite. Yes. Not like like Flame. That, that was what the Motley was named. Was uh, Patches wasn't a yeah. knight at the time. She wouldn't have stood stupid. for it being K N I G H T. <laughs> no, I know we joked about that spelling, but like, not a thing. <laughs> yeah, others are calling it Ignite. Um. Yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Things are similar to the doorkeeper of the Wizard of Oz. Not no way, not no how. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's very funny, actually. He's the wizard. Yes. Yeah, that's right. I'm actually curious what inspired the player character and some of the NPCs on John's end. Uh, it's from Requiem Lost. Big question, yeah, and that I feels love very it. Big. No, Ooh, I know. I'm boy. super jazzed. I mean, I'm jazzed to answer. Are people interested? Are people interested in I going down that rabbit hole? So broad. Yeah. Well, it, like, if you have any inspirations for your PC, uh, and then, John, I guess, knowing what kinds of characters we were playing and, like, whether or not you had plans to create specific characters right out of the gate or whether they were kind of 
tailor-made around what we were doing. So I made, um, I made the uh, inhabitants of the spark. That's right. In advance, because I needed to give them to the players, because I wanted them to be able to sort of start without having to meet everybody, um, and I wanted to make sure that they had names. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's essentially it. Because if there's one thing that I don't like doing, it's naming <laughs> characters. Um, What's so your name, Rabbit Puka? Um, Jessica. <laughs> oh. Jessica so Rabbit. I, Jessica Rabbit. Yeah. yeah. So very specifically, I created. Um, good, very good. Very good. In 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 the Spark itself, I created uh, characters who were unlucky in love. Mm-hmm. All of them mm-hmm. were. Um, and at the time, this was so. This was Incisor, Kyoko, uh, Talus, Zister, and Claude. Claude. Yeah. And so for Talus and Zister, it was less known, but that the problem was that Talus was going to betray everybody. Uh, for Kyoko, it's that she had been interested in somebody, but then ended up being the reason that he was not remembering his grand former self. Mm-hmm. Uh, Incisor, who uh, just couldn't and stay in any relationship because she figured that she wasn't good enough yeah. to be with somebody, or that she was so hideous and that she was either a red cap or she was Seely, and therefore she didn't belong with anybody. Yeah. Uh, and Claude, who had his wife locked in his basement. <laughs> well, when you say it like that, it's I terrible. Mean, yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but that he was uh, suffering as a result, and. Um, that was the main uh, that was the main design for all of them although I had to make sure that it wasn't obvious from the start that it's just like yeah this is a whole bunch of sad sack no punk ass I I feel like there was a bit of a mystery box in that sense or at least I felt that way Um, because there were a few mentions early on say in the first 50 episodes or whatever where people were like oh the spark well it's a place for Lost souls. You know what I mean? Like, there were a, f- a few mentions of, like, wait, what do you mean by that? You know? Yeah. Um, and then uh, it wasn't meant to be, like, this grand mystery that we unraveled at the heart of the whole story or anything. But, like, I, I really appreciate hearing that, actually, John, because I don't think I had really connected and, those And Zeron was actually designed in the same way. Zeron is my uh, indictment of the idea of true love. Yep. 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 In that he needed to be convinced to stop looking for it for him to be happy. Yeah. And it yeah. worked. And it worked. Because if, 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 if you had insisted on being like, we're going to find your true love, uh, I would have been like, okay, you, lur- you look forever. Zeron dies alone <laughs> in a virgin. <laughs> and oh. Which is fine. Uh, there's nothing wrong with dying alone. <laughs> well, there's... Anyway. We're not a second. Uh, and yeah, the, so the, I also wanted to make sure that people knew that it wasn't just like, that Changeling wasn't a game where everyone's just like fucking happy all the time. Yeah. I mean, in my notes from... Um, Oh, boy. Uh, episode one or two? Yeah, or episode uh, two, I think this was. Uh, August 27th or something. I say, Claude, flirty and grumpy. Kyoko, lying, sarcastic, flirty with Brom. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Good talk. Uh, incisor, <laughs> I wrote, jacket says tits. <laughs> Ginger ale? Question mark. Not sure what that means. Hey, <laughs> thanks, Lauraverse. Thank you. Thank you very hey. much, Lauraverse. Uh, so, Christer asks, or Christer says, Rick was one of my favorite NPCs from a story perspective. If we go back to the beginning, he intrigued me, and in the existence lent to so many options regarding Brom. Mm. Yeah, I, uh, I thought that was such an incredible way of 
letting us, like me, but also all of us, in on why the amnesia flaw was kind of playing out the way it was. You know, like you take an amnesia flaw and it's like, well, okay, something happened to you probably. And then obviously, John, you had created this sort of like, you know, this story reason for it having happened and what it meant and who performed that sort of operation, so to speak, and, and so on. But like, um, to meet Rick is, was, to, was to realize like, oh, there's actually a malevolent presence preventing me from remembering something. It's not like but I was did Rick's this. Was Rick malevolent? Good question. Yeah. And yeah, it was creepy as Yeah, creepy <laughs> as hell. But like, I don't, ugh. I don't, yeah, no, you're right. It's, it's not, it's not, it's not so much evil per se, I guess. It's just like, that was its purpose, right? Rick's purpose was to play games with Brahm and occupy him from, prevent him from accessing what was behind the door, right? Exactly. So yeah. Uh, by the way, thanks so much for the mods who are pulling stuff up and, and featuring them on the, on the screen, because that, that'll help to see what we can, mm -hmm. we can tack on. Crosshair says, first impression of Zeron for me was, oh, one of those asshat knights who women swoon over and probably has two brain cells, and both of them in his wrong head. <laughs> and you're, you're kind of close. Yeah. He was supposed to look like that. Yes. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, he wasn't interested in any of the people around him because he was looking for true love, which was not correct. I mean, he still isn't thrilled with his celebrity status is just like a, a swoon worthy knight. Like that's, it's kind of not what he wants, mm -hmm. but he also has accepted it because that's what, yeah. you know. That's what he elicits. But he which. found, he found the right people to swoon over him. And so there, that's, that's what. That's nice. Needed to happen. Yes, Mostly because he I was already know. swooning over them himself. Oh. Uh, if, um, just cause I, I think it's a cool, I don't know. I don't know. Do you guys feel interested in talking briefly about like, inspirations for PCs as well, yeah, if, if there sure. were any <laughs> inspirations. Maybe they just popped into your head fully formed. I don't know, because it, it kind of was in the same Yeah, thing. we split Liz's head open, and right. Athena jumped out. Nice. Right. And Athena became oh, Sophia. Ah. Um, I mean, wherever... <laughs> I, I, I've said this before on stream, but I always start a PC with whatever my previous PC was and trying to choose a few opposites for that. Um, so Ray for Exalt Witch, very much a fighter um, and really awkward socially. So I was like, okay, let's choose a social-based character who is not great at combat, at least at the beginning, uh, and see where that goes. And then little things like um, uh, uh, beauty influencers was, was, oh um, was an inspiration for Sophia. The idea of somebody who's like had a perfectly like cultivated image, mm. um, but who also genuinely cares about bringing more beauty into the world and seeing people reach their full potential. Um, so, like, and, and then And Ray was fuck them all. <laughs> Ray was just, much. like, punch everybody. And Ray had a lot of, of like, family loyalty and stuff, and, and um, I think Sophia was trying to see more big picture things. So that's where that Yeah, no, that's was. fair. Yeah, with patches, I mean, it did start with what are these kits and which ones do I feel like I could actually enjoy playing? Um, yeah. Because there were some that I was just like, I don't think I can do this. Um, and so when I started looking at Knocker, 
and figuring out what I could do with that character. Um, I definitely drew from a whole bunch of people that I've known throughout my life. Um, I had a friend who was in the Navy who was apparently quite accurate um, with a firearm. I had um, a friend who can fucking make anything. Um, that just the way they work and the way they put things together, there's this cool, like almost magical way that they work and so I definitely pieced together these different little factoids and personality traits and sort of wove them together um, so those are some of the inspirations of yeah I guess people yeah awesome. and I think similarly to, to both of you guys like uh, I was definitely drawn to trying to play something totally different from Jorik um, Jorik 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 uh, the opposite being you know, someone very strong, very loyal, very dedicated to his principles. Um, and who doesn't break oaths? Who, do <laughs> who doesn't break oaths? Ideally, uh, <laughs> and yeah, sort of, sort of going down that route of like, okay, what does a what does a troll's troll look like in my mind? Um, but then also, I had two very real world inspirations of people who are like very down to earth and very serious and very much into like very in, enjoy kind of passing along their wisdom uh, but also Brienne of Tarth because Brienne is awesome yeah and and she has a moral code a very yeah. strong and strict moral that's code that's it right that's really at cool. the beginning she no was, sense of humor. yeah she was totally humorless when I was watching that yeah. show for a long time even in the books though like yeah. that she has that kind of journey yeah. <laughs> I saw a lot of Brienne oh, yeah. in, in Brom hey yeah. I'll take it probably BR Etc. So Danny Lilly asks, uh, John, any ways you'd have changed character creation if you were starting over? Suggestions to players, rules, tweaks, banned things? Amnesia? Banned? <laughs> Not banned? So <laughs> nobody did anything that I thought was broken. Um, 20th anniversary edition of Changeling is a lot better than second edition or first edition when it comes to busted ass stuff. Um, <laughs> and players didn't take advantage of some of the things that I thought are actually quite busted in 20th, which specifically calling upon the weird um, is very, very powerful. Mm -hmm. And you didn't do that that much, which I actually kind of appreciated because the more that you do it, the more of a risk that like you've just, the Eshiat basically says, look, try not to let us be known to mortals. And then you're just like, nope. <laughs> right. All the time. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think I would have changed anything for character creation for them. Cool. I always make sure when I when people create characters that I say, if there's something that I notice that I'm like, this could be a problem, I ask them what they would do about it. So, for instance, for this one, for Sophia, I was like, okay, if you're making a character who isn't good at combat, what are you going to do when there is combat? Because there will be. And you had appropriate answers for that, and then you grew into... Uh, somebody who is as effective in combat as the other two, just not with weapons. Yeah. And what I appreciate that you did, John, is you didn't say the game that we are playing means you need to have dots in melee or firearms or something. Like, when I said no, when, the, when a fight comes, I'm going to be taking full defense and that is my answer for the beginning of the game, you were like, okay. Because that was a that was a big part of my character. It was really important that Sophia have never... She's been very sheltered, so that just isn't a world she knows. Mm. And so I, I'm really grateful that you let that happen. Yeah, it's part, it's part of your character, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's And part of your journey 
to the dark side of the force. Exactly. <laughs> Christer kidding. points out that it's been five years since the drafts went in, but uh, seems to remember that Weird had to work with the new unleashing and exploding tens. I think it's just ultra powerful because of the soak and the no glamour requirement for cantrips. No glamour requirement. No glamour. It's the no glamour requirement for cantrips that's huge. Um, Crosshair asks, was Brom actually meant to be so Brom at the start, or did it build along the way? I mean, you tell me. You know me well enough, Crosshair. I think you know the answer to that question deep in your heart of hearts. Um, uh, I, 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 you know, not to make this a big philosophical discussion or whatever, um, but like in performance and and in role playing, there's like there's definitely a balance of how far from you is the character. Are you bringing them closer to you, or are you kind of moving out to meet what you imagine the character is? And I think, I think for me in role playing, in order to be more honest and more truthful, I kind of brought Brom away from what the idealized version of him is to me, uh, just to be more just to be more truthful in 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 the playing of it. Do you have any regrets, any of you, about your character creation? Character creation? Yeah. So the decisions that you specifically made at character creation, whether they're on your sheet or whether it's personality or whatever, I know that in games that I run, people are allowed to change their sheets for the first few sessions because you always run into like, I didn't realize that's how that worked, or I spent seven dots on pilot and it turns out that I don't actually drive anything. (laughs) But is there anything that you're just like, I would have done it differently? If you had been given the chance, like for instance, you were you took the amnesia flaw, and I warned you. I know, I know. You I did. made it very, very, very you clear. You did, and I took what I consider to be an incredibly powerful merit to offset that. And uh, no, you know, John, honestly, I like personally, not at all. I'm so happy with uh, having the sort of like spread that I had at the beginning, and also um, just. One time event. Um, sorry. Uh, taking an enemy flaw and being like, well, sure hope my other PCs don't like, <laughs> hope my friends don't get really mad at me that I brought an enemy into the game. But yeah. That was so. Aragorn points out that it was a good story element because of how it became a multi-character issue, and that's mm. kind of what I wanted. I didn't want it to be Brom searching for his dark past. Right. I wanted it to be. Brom had a past that's going to affect everybody and he doesn't have access to it. And he needs help from others to gain the littlest bits to help as you went forward. It was such a cool way to bring Oniromancy into Ah, into the story because I got it. I thought it sounded cool, but I had no idea how it was actually going to be implemented. Mm -hmm. And so this arc was a great chance to play around with that. Um, Because otherwise I don't. I don't know if it would have just sat unused like my <laughs> summer cantrips did. Whoops. Uh, I didn't use them as much as I thought I would. Some of them ended up getting a lot of very good use. Yeah. When yeah. you when So the, the weird thing about cantrips in this game is that sometimes you buy them and you use them once. Mm-hmm. But if you use them like really well that one time. That's true. <coughs> deja vu. <laughs> well, damn. I also like Metamorphosis. Damn. I stopped using um, Giants. Oh yeah, like whatever it is, uh, worms and giants. Um, but it was super useful right away when was it Brom or Kaylee that had the knife jammed in them? Oh yeah, in that first I think it was Kaylee. Kaylee, and I, I was so. just like, oh, I know how to do that. Make it smaller, and also saving size, I used it. That's right, um, right. So I like barely <laughs> ever use it afterwards because I had like 
bigger, flashier cantrips that, like, could accomplish more of what I wanted to do. But, yeah. Yeah. I think... The, the tricky thing with, because I used, I used flicker flies a lot in summer. Mm-hmm. I tried using aphrodisia, I think, three times and failed every single time Whoops. because of the other character's willpower. So there are some cantrips that just, that unless you have a really high rating in the art and the realm, you're yeah. automatically going to fail at if their willpower is like over five. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Basically. So that was, that was one thing that I'm like, okay. Some of those cantrips are designed more for use on like the masses, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly, which would have been really on specifics. But the other thing is that some cantrips are willpower bleeds. So as opposed <laughs> to I'm going to do damage to your health, it's I'm going to do damage to your willpower until you don't have any, and then at that point, I can do what I want with you, right? Because that's really the the trick is that it's. I tried to get Sophia a treasure with all the help with summer, but I failed. <laughs> yeah, whoops. Um, <laughs> But there was there was a, a certain amount of um, if you can break somebody down, that's more powerful than hitting them until they fall down, mm-hmm. yeah. because then they do things that you ask them to, instead of stop doing things that you don't want them to. Right. Yeah. That's true. Um, I probably would have. I I gave myself a dot in academics because I was like, oh yeah, Sophia definitely studied like mythology and folklore and shit. Mm-hmm. I wish I had either integrated that more into just like how she speaks every so often or references or not bothered with that dot. Cause like, yeah, it was there, but it really didn't like do anything. And it wasn't even something I, I constantly had in my mind to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to add to the I feel character. like you did the like, first few sessions. I remember you were just like, now I have this dot in academics. Like, I, use in classics. Like, I know, but I didn't do anything. <laughs> no, no, I, I know. It's brought it's, it up a lot. What this it? But yeah, I know. I um, I had a specialty in wits starting right away with four, <laughs> and I <laughs> spent it on clever retorts. <laughs> spent it, but that was amazing. Like that. Yeah, it's I mean, a great it part of the character, but it's definitely like you know I could have probably used it for something a little bit more relevant. <laughs> so Zesty asks, which decision or action taken by the other players surprised you the most? Did that reflect on your own character's development and kind? Whoa, uh, Patch is choosing to become a knight. I knew it would eventually happen, but I thought we would get more insight into her decision process rather than just suddenly doing it. It's happening Uh, now. So that was a surprise. That was my surprise. (laughs) I was just like, we were all (laughs) quite surprised that day, actually. Because I had started the thought process, and then the whole situation started with Zero, and she was like, they're going to fucking listen to me. Wait, they want a Dougal, like, alliance? Okay, I know how to put myself onto this playing field Hello. as more than just a pawn. <laughs> Go. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> you advanced yeah. to the end of the board, and then instead of becoming a queen, you were just like, ah, knight. Yeah. <laughs> Although, to be honest, the only two pieces you should ever consider are queen or knight. Why knight? Knight, knight because uh, a rook and a bishop, you might as well take a queen because they move oh, the same that's ways. that's true. But the knight does not. Golgari ah. uh, Gunross has really come to appreciate willpower as a damage track of late. I honestly believe that that's how it should be positioned. That you can you can do damage to yourself, your willpower track, to help you, but that if it ever falls to zero, that's a problem. Yeah. I, and I don't think that there's enough emphasis on that. Uh, Chris says, first. one of the things I appreciated most with Sophia was the way she worked her artistry as a street musician. Now that led to her interacting with the sculpture, which you also thought was initial amusing storyline. Yeah, that was fun. 
I'm glad we did that early because when you have these big quests and these big like story arcs that you need to get through, you don't really want to take 10, 15 minutes out of that to go and like muse. Uh, but it was it was a really important fundamental part of Sophia's character. So the fact that we got to at least have it, some of it at the beginning was was cool. Gruberminch asks, uh, John, which NPC changed the most from what you envisioned? And Great question. That's easy. It's Talos. Okay. Uh, I didn't expect for you to save him. Damn. Straight up. I thought you would eventually just been like, no, he has to go down. And like that was going to be the sad moment when you go back to Zister and you're like, yeah, here he is. He's got more holes than he used to have. And, <laughs> we and, and couldn't can't do fix it. Him. Yeah. Um, but Talos was designed as a villain. And wow. he was designed to be a villain that you kind of knew in advance and were betrayed by. And I had to play that very dip. Like, the, the trick is if you if you make the betrayal happen within, like, one or two sessions, it doesn't feel like anything. If you make the betrayal happen after, like, 100 sessions, then it's it feels like you arbitrarily decided to fuck things up. Mm -hmm. Talus, I tried to make sure, was just bad enough at the right time uh, for it to kind of call up. And... I, I believe the players decided to fix him not for Talos' sake, but for Zister's, would that be my guess. Was the dis I think so. That's definitely where Patches was, and That's also because like, there were relationship goals. Like They were just they were such a good couple <laughs> that she was like, nah. Goals. I think Sophia also wanted, uh, like, wanted to save the dreaming, and mm -hmm. the big way to be able to do that is not just to destroy Dante, where it will just hop to someone else, yeah. but to actually like eradicate yeah. the Dante-ness. Yeah, that was another factor. So it's like saving. Because Talos was always designed to still be a good partner for Zister, even if he had this other element of his that, you know, like was lurking beneath mm. the surface. He always did love Zister, yeah. and That's that nice. love was correct. Which is why eventually, at the end, we allowed for the for the idea that if he can stop being Dante, maybe he could be able to reforge an oath that was sworn before, mm. and that's also entirely driven by your reactions to that, right? I knew that the love was supposed to be genuine because I didn't want there to be this sort of like, yeah, he's a, he turns out he's just bad. Yeah, that would have been. Really but nice. you're the ones who who put it forward. Nice, nice. Uh, there was a question that flashed up while we were talking. I did not see it. Yeah. I'm going to make it... Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm going to actually make it so that these will last longer. Uh, Elenaria asks, uh, which characters were not cisgendered? Ah. Uh, I know two for sure. There were two. Okay. Mm -hmm. Specifically, there were two. Go for it. Uh, Taylor, who was gender fluid. Um... So most often when we encountered them, they were they or he, depended what they were feeling on that mm -hmm. day. And the other was Travis, to my knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Chosen name Travis? Or new name? I don't Travis know. Travis was yeah. the name that you were yeah. presented with. Yeah. I, I will not get into okay. Travis's dead name. Okay. That's fair. No, that's totally fair. I just want to clarify that we are not using Travis's dead name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tell us the secret was his Dante himself being controlled? Ooh. No. Okay. No. It was hard because it was a curse that existed in a past life that was like created in a past life. So it was sort of like somebody else was calling the shots, but like to be 
born like or to crystallize with this curse from a past. Yeah. <laughs> like I, mm. I can understand. I, I had moments like that too, where it felt like he was being controlled by Quiet Word, not yeah. by um. So not tell by him. yeah, tell us very specifically. Um, did not make the mistake that made him Dante. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't controlled by somebody else. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. was it was just he inherited an issue. Right. And I think a few times in our big battle with him, Quiet Word, like, sort of possessed him in certain moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, during the battle. Uh, yeah. I was convinced, because we ended up doing some, like, you know, we ended up learning a bit about uh, abyssals and, and mm-hmm. sort of where this would have come from. It's like, I was really convinced that we were going to be able to rehabilitate or fix solve the Dante issue by either merging timelines or like going back in time or something. I oh really was God. convinced it wasn't going to have to do it. But, but going into the dreaming, in a, it's kind of like that anyway, right? Like you're going into a place that doesn't exist on this plane of existence uh, directly anyway. Yeah. Danny Lilly asked, uh, did anyone make a role-playing decision that they think would have been different if you weren't streaming? Uh, I can almost guarantee I can, the answer is yes, yes, but I don't know if I'll be able to think of specifics right Generally now. Generally speaking, I know there are moments where maybe we are we might have just sat there and talked about something for a whole session and it would have been fine because there isn't an audience to entertain. Mm. I think there are small little adjustments and decisions that we do make as we play with the awareness that we are... Ha- like there, there are some people that are sitting there watching. They don't need to hear us talk about finite details for three hours. Mm-hmm. Um, Resource management, etc. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I f- How much gold do I have? <laughs> <laughs> Can I really afford these crossbow bolts? It's. <laughs> a, uh, I feel like I'm more of a risk taker, on camera. Knowing that there's someone who's like invested in the risk of it, mm-hmm. uh, makes me more makes me personally more willing to take that risk. And so if it's like, ooh, if this dice roll doesn't come up good, that means Brahm's dead. I'm like, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I don't want to do that. No, no, I want to, you know, up the up the drama. So yes, I think to answer Daniel Lilly's question, like, yeah, there are definitely decisions I might have. I'm not sure which ones in particular. Mm-hmm. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Um, what I would say is that I think that if I ever think about how is the audience going <laughs> to perceive this, it's almost always, I feel like it ends up in a, like, something better happens as a result. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I don't take audience suggestions that I'm like, no, that's not correct. Like, I'll see audience theory craft in chat, and there are times where I'll see it and I'll be like, that's an incredibly poor uh, result, if that is what... And I'm not saying that the audience is wrong, but, like, I know what's happening, and I'm like, no. Sometimes I see something, I'm like, whoa, that's amazing! And I'm like, can I make this work? (laughs) Uh, But generally, yeah, playing in front of an audience, I think, pushes to be more proactive and more entertaining because mm-hmm. you can't sort of, because I think we all know that we can't just sort of sit back and be like, all right, well, we're just not going to do anything today. Like, let's just sort of just sit around. To go a beach episode. Or, or like, let's just look up rules. Like, I don't bother looking up rules unless it's quick because like, I don't want to sit here for 45 minutes and be like, let's discuss this rule. And I think that that's better overall for role playing in general. Right. If we were on a non-fixed schedule of like we go live and we do three to eight hours, but we don't. But like if yeah, we did, we then in that case, yeah, maybe we yeah. maybe we would have that conversation. I don't know. Krister mm-hmm. points out since we're on the topic, how did working with the redesigned Dante feel from a storyteller perspective and the story perspective that Liz Scott and Kate has? So I'll point out first of all, uh, I believe Kate and 
uh, Liz don't actually have any experience with previous Dante, and I doubt Scott does either. I don't think so. Unless a character that I met in that game was, and I didn't know it. No. <laughs> That'd uh, be great. Scott, Scott played Ooh. in a Changeling LARP that I ran uh, for a little while, but there were no Dante. No, there was an intact. I remember meeting like the the big bad of that story arc, but I I think it was just like a. Uh, I think the Dante in 20th Anniversary Edition feel uh, much better, and I think you can still use what you can find. There's a source we'll call the Autumn People, uh, which I think is in there somewhere. And uh, thanks, Wilgary. Thanks, Wilgary. Uh, we love you too. Uh, oh. And and I think that like you can still use that, but I think that the new Dante have more of a kind of a core feeling to them that I really enjoy. Uh, they feel like a much better established personality other than just like bad guys yeah. which I, I kind of like um, although there are still sometimes elements that I, I miss from the autumn people but I re recognize this just because I was exposed to them earlier and there's nothing that says that I can't bring them in anyway but all around thumbs up on Dante there's a lot of things at 23 uh, the Shochan and the fucking tailcraft is like so much better there's like things about 20 mm -hmm. that are just so much better Mm. So much better. Yeah, I think if Infusion was available when I first made patches, her her uh, cantrip assortment might have been very different. Um, yeah, Infusion I, wasn't available. Player's no. Guide hadn't been released. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, I feel like it's definitely something I would have bought early on, but then by the time it was available, I had developed other goals. But that that's it's yeah. just I mean not that we're going to go down that road no. or anything, but like it's interesting to think. Yeah how much our characters are kind of impacted by like, oh, I bought this and I want to get to the end of this art. Mm -hmm. yep. Why? Or what does that mm -hmm. mean for me now? You know? Go Luca. Uh, Requiem Lost asks, were there any plots that I had wished the players had <laughs> pursued but had not? I mean, we, we all know one, but like I, I can't Which name one? any. Well, so there was a, uh, a storyline about courtly love that was introduced <laughs> in the guise of <laughs> Mab and... Mm, oh. Hilarious name, Fucking but like it's it going to come. It wasn't Sebastian. To no, it was um. It wasn't Antonio. Yeah, fuck. I'm gonna check the wiki. It Knowledge. was Giovanni. Giovanni. Yes. That's so good. That's that's. But it, and that was meant to you know, that was meant to sort of like, get us into the the world of, uh, traditional changeling courtship, and then I imagine correct me if I'm wrong here, that that might have been perhaps extended to Cathane, uh, uh, and, you know, perhaps in that, anyway, we just never... It was an interesting drop way. where I presented the idea of courtly love, and all three of her were just like... <laughs> <laughs> which, nope. which I think is fair, because courtly yeah. love, like, one of the things about being a PC in a lot of these games, especially White Wolf games, is you see the stereotypes and you see the, the like the group think that is poor and then the players get to feel good about themselves because they get to be progressive. Right, that's um, fair. Werewolf especially, things like, why can't we all just get along? And like, because werewolves can't. <laughs> and the players are allowed to be like, yeah, we are allowed to like feel good about things that we're not necessarily supposed to be good at. Um, and such so as the Mab Quirley dating line, yeah. Uh, that's not the storyline that I, I, I would have missed. The There was... So the, there was the vampire blood that was left behind. Oh, yeah. That you never looked into, and I'm totally fine with you not having well, looked into it. we didn't leave it behind. We took it, and we put it in the dungeon. And I we're like, this will be handy. Yeah, because we were like... Um, oh, sorry, Liz, you're, you're off. Here we go. You're back. I'm just... 
Yeah, there's something really, that I remember, yeah, we, we were like, oh, this will be a really important facet of us uncovering um, the connection between, uh, what's her name, and the vampires. The world is a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Eloise, not Lenore. Mm. Not Lenore, not Laurel. Eloise. Uh, honestly, if, if, a player, if, if the players drop a storyline, I'm completely fine. Um, but Danny Lilly brings up, what clue or plot did you think you were being obvious about that the players didn't catch? Uh, there was an easy out to the storyline that you didn't take and then you didn't continue, which was the Ramsia lol storyline. Oh. Mm -hmm. I was dropping hints left, right, and center uh -oh. that it was that they had elected to integrate into their names that they were the star-crossed lovers right. and you needed somebody who had naming, naming to fix it. Of course, we could just rename them as something else, right? That's fair. And I, w and I was trying to like there, bring like up that you know people yeah, who had access to, to naming. Yeah. And then I added it again by making sure that Aiden had access to naming. Oh. But I couldn't, I didn't want to just have oh, Aiden shit. like walk up and be like, hey dad, I think I know how to fix everything. <laughs> so I mentioned it in the, in the epilogue that yeah. Aiden managed to find people who needed his help. Oh, that's that really nice. And that was that. That's lovely. I definitely whiffed on the hints that meant naming. I, I you know, yeah, hindsight 2020 for sure. But like, <laughs> hindsight I know there was another, like, because I saw this in the Discord, that question. And I had an answer then, but it's gone. So, you know, two hours from now, I'll jump up with whatever that was. And you'll type it into the Discord. But, like, I'm also fine with that. Yeah, that it of didn't kind of, like, pan out. That's completely okay. And uh, the thing is that I, I knew what the answer was, but when you specifically stopped engaging with that storyline, and, in fact, out of character mentioned, like, you know, like, we're just not dealing with it right now. Like, we're, we're kind of done fixing problems thing, for yeah. other people. Then I was like, okay, and I, I just let it sort of go away. Elnaria asks, uh, was the Wheezy slash Eloise thing intentional or accidental? Uh, no, that was all Aragorn. Aragorn was the one who decided that she was going to uh, give Eloise the nickname Wheezy. And then I, if I'm not mistaken, Aragorn worked on it for a long time, like essentially sort of planted hints of having been bunking to be able to pull that off properly and yeah. so on and so forth. Uh, okay, who needs what? The two of you. What about you, though? There's the whole box in the fridge. Okay, but I'm gonna give you a little. I'm gonna give you a little bit anyway. Okay, thank you. Where didn't trust Eloise? So, uh, I should point out that Aragorn has um, a certain amount of control that she has with the NPCs that she has been given, mm -hmm. um, but she doesn't have full control because like, I have story control and I would tell her I need these sorts of things, but some things she comes up with on her own and she proposes them to me to make sure that they're okay. Because <laughs> uh, I think she understands that if she's the one who you know solves everybody's problems, that's a bit weird. Um, so yeah, in this case, that was, that was prompted by, by Aragorn herself. Um, those kids, those goddamn kids, how epic were they? Was it okay? I missed what just was on the Oh, screen. was it okay they only became important after they crystallized, and what led you to deciding to make Gus and Aiden Kithane? Was that was on the screen though? Because I was reading oh. from the chat, not from the screen. Oh, I was reading from the chat as well. Yeah, we can't. They can't see the the. Okay, so it was. Chat. It was oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Krister. <laughs> I mean, there is. They literally were crystallized because of the EP. Mm. Because 
the the Damn. Ugh, the AP. The uh, the uh, <laughs> we ate it. Advanced probability engine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the the point was that uh, Patches or Kate's <laughs> suspicions were correct. <laughs> that uh, they would gain whoever had it would gain luck at the expense of other people having things uh, go wrong. Oh, I was right. That's so correct. vindicating. You were correct. And the thing is, I wanted to make it subtle. So it wasn't just like, oh, Patches makes all the green lights on her, on her car trip, but Brahm stubs his toe. <laughs> yeah. And instead it was just like, <laughs> let's just make Brahm's life difficult. And then, so like, I forget exactly what it was, but something happened for Sophia as well that was just like, why is, like, why are things happening that's just like, instead of it being bad, it was just really poorly timed. Yeah. Mm. And Unexpected. the fact that I, I really still have to pay attention to what shows up on screen. If you if you push things to the screen and I don't have a chance to see it on deck, then I, I might miss it, I, I'm afraid. Um, okay, we'll get to that in a second. Um, now I see what it is. But yeah, that it was it was literally that. That's why both of the characters crystallized. Uh, Danny Lily asks players, were there any moments you remember when you were just like, I have no idea what is happening plot slash clue wise? So every week or? <laughs> Sorry. Um, Red Branch, that was the one. Sorry. Um, really, really, really early on, you were trying to hint the whole Red Branch connection before uh, yes. Rom remembered it. And I apparently had not read whatever part of the book talked about the Red Branch. Mm -hmm. So he was just trying so hard to hint it. it it at me. I remember this. And I was so aware that he was trying to hint something to me. And I was just like, I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because as as Cathane, also, like, yeah. Patches may not have... I mean, it's not... Yeah, no, she was they're like... They're famous, but not yeah. everywhere. You yeah, know, yeah. it's like a... She didn't really... I remember that. Care about yeah, he, court. like, stirred your yeah, drink with a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was <laughs> definitely, like, if I had known the words, it probably would have been perfect. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was sitting there just like... <laughs> but, anyway... <laughs> Yeah. Riddles, dream interpretation, prophecies, Ooh. most of those, it feels like it takes me way too long to figure them mm -hmm. out. <laughs> Actually, and that ties into things you do differently on stream than off. Off stream, I wouldn't get frustrated if it took me forever to figure it out. Because I could take my sweet ass time, talk to other people about it. But on stream, I feel this pressure, not given by any of you, but just to keep things moving. And so we're like, okay, we just... Mm -hmm. We have to figure it out, and, it's the and same I think thing Kate and I both feel that puzzle games. Faster. Like, yeah. oh. I would happily sit there for an hour and just keep figuring out and trying it. But when <laughs> we we're have streaming, an audience, no. yeah, we're yeah, like, yeah. guys, you don't want to watch us try to solve. I was this panic puzzle. for brain for that. <laughs> uh, the crosser asks, "What's an element of gameplay that you didn't get to explore that you might want to in future games, such as PC slash PC combat, etc." An element of gameplay. Hmm. I mean, there are 12 other kiths that I haven't played. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, While you're thinking on hmm. that, the prophecy specifically, the prophecy was designed to <sighs> be... Like, true. was designed to be obvious enough. Because the other thing is, if something's way too, like, as cool as you might feel to come up with a really dangerous prophecy, remember that if you, when you see a prophecy in a movie, you learn what the answer is within, like, an hour. Mm -hmm. So... There's that, but also um, the prophecy was designed to not be required to move the plot forward. And also, to be honest, what the players were gonna get out of the prophecy, if they found an alternate way of explaining it that fit the prophecy, I was gonna go with it anyway. It's not cool. worth being right 
it's worth the players being entertained. And if you make it so that the players are like, I don't know what the fuck this is, <laughs> and that's how it is for like seven sessions, then you're not doing your job. <laughs> so, uh, any elements of game that you would like to see that you didn't get a chance to before? I always think it's really fun when when PCs are mad at each other. Not that it necessarily results in combat, but there were a few moments in Changeling where um, we some of us started to butt heads. But I think we're always like just a little hesitant of pushing it further. So mm. I think that might be something that's fun to explore at some point. That yeah. came up uh, during uh, the RPG clinic this week, and I specifically mentioned now we have the cards. Yeah. So as much as you and I would often check in after, like, Ray and Val were, like, really going at it, we oh. were just like, good, good, high five, that was awesome, mm -hmm. great. But I feel like we could push it further if we're both like, fuck you, I hate you, I want you to, like, go jump <laughs> off of a cliff or yeah. something. Whoa, and if you whoa. also flashed a green card, then we could keep pushing it or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I know that Brom was, like, upset or uneasy about the Zeron and Sophia thing. And I was kind of hoping that that would escalate. Yeah. It didn't. No, it's true, right? Because I remember, yeah, I, I remember there were a few sessions where Braum was like a little mad about it. Mm -hmm. But then I think it's just because... He's just such a good friend. Well, yeah. sh sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, I think we just moved into whatever the next phase of the storyline was, which was you guys had a plan. And it was going off immediately. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> gotta get into it. Gurmanch mentions that, that just was like, I got this. PvP might be easier true. with seasons because you know that a finale is coming up. That's yeah. true. Which is true. Which I, is I really, range. look, the, the reality is that as long as players are communicating with each other and that they have an idea that uh, they know that they're not trying to ruin each other's fun but enhance each other's fun, mm. I think PvP can be some of the most compelling shit you find in a game. But you're correct that at a certain point, depending on the motivation behind it, if it's lethal PvP combat, well, then you're asking somebody to roll a new character mm -hmm. uh, if somebody succeeds. Because even if you don't succeed in killing each other, you tried to kill each other, mm -hmm. right? Like, there, there's you not very much that you can do to get back yeah, from that. Yeah, you don't come back from that, yeah. Um, but I do think that it's worthwhile. And that is some of the things that's kind of neat about Seasons, that if that sort of situation occurs, then yes, we do know, okay, well, we're getting to a point where if you want to start going, like, you know, deep or hard than you can. So session two of Star Wars. Yes. We all get into a huge fight, and we split up. But oh. I'm also... Split up. The, the <laughs> luck, suckers. The time to do that is at the very beginning or the very end. Because <laughs> right, at the very beginning, I have to make a new character? Mm -hmm. yeah, whatever. Works. I was thinking for the entire season, uh, we all refuse to sit in the same room together, <laughs> and the episodes <laughs> alternate between our storylines. Yeah. Pukajutsu, I will be your werewolf boyfriend. Uh, the Crosser wow. asks, John, was there a moment when you wanted to retcon something, hindsight or such? Uh, anything that I wanted to retcon, I did. So, uh, <laughs> there's answer. not much. And the other thing is, honestly, it'd be hard for me to tell you what I did. Because that's... It, it, I, the way that I play, the improvisational style that I have... I often will retcon things at a moment's notice, being like, that's a better idea, and then I just go with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, there's nothing that I would go back in the, in the campaign, I think, and specifically be like, this should not happen this way. There's certain things like, I'm sure that I named a character incorrectly. I'm sure that like there are times where I'd have been, oh, whatever. I could have been more specific <coughs> about things. The use of pronouns for uh, Taylor 
Mm-hmm. Um, I at first I was like, yeah, sometimes Taylor goes back and forth, and then I realized that that doesn't make it clear, and it's harder for people to understand because Taylor doesn't show up that often. So, so there is that as well. But no, I don't. I don't think there's anything that I'm like, oh, that was a mistake. Um, That's probably good too, because wouldn't that just really? Sa- I don't know. I feel like it would really sour the whole experience knowing that there was something that was being harbored at the table that was like, oh man, I'm super glad we're out of that. I don't bit. care if he's hyper about it, Laurel. I I, I get to be Pook's werewolf boyfriend. Uh, John, which decision, did, which decision, if any, made you go, well, fuck, there goes my next two week plans? None. Not sorry. Whatever. Uh, there have been times where I've been like, that's not what I anticipated, but I've never been angry about it. Uh, there have been times where I've specifically been like, oh, well, that's not going to happen the way that I thought it would. Or, oh, you took out somebody who I didn't anticipate you'd take out, but I'm happy with it all the same. Are you uh, comfortable sharing specifically? I know you had that response in one of our most recent What, with Jai Jack? Episodes. Was it Jai Jack? No, I think it was before Jai Jack. Because you were saying... You anticipated something lasting a few sessions, but then it was, like, resolved faster, and I don't remember what Person it was. Person that we had meet with Brom in the old port. Oh, Mazer? Mazer, I think. Uh, yes. Yes. I think yeah. that. Mazer wasn't right. supposed to be taken down as easily as he the was. The hell did we do with Mazer? I mean, uh, you know. Sophia, Sophia turned into a dragon and torched the freehold. Ah, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we only lost a PC. Like, the, yeah, I mean, at least it was my own suffering. I, <laughs> so in that particular case, there. so that was a specific moment where I was like, I knew that we were planning on ending the campaign relatively soon, and I'm like, I think I can stretch this guy to the end. And then I didn't, because he got killed. Um, and I'm, But the thing is, he got killed fairly. We hated him so much. You did such a good job of yes. making him <laughs> We didn't like worst. him very much. Yeah. But like he, <laughs> he the, if somebody gets killed fairly... There's only so many times that you can pull like a trick mm. where you're like, oh, turns out that it wasn't actually Mazer you killed because eventually players are like, why would we even bother attacking this person? It's probably not Mazer anyway. <laughs> and like the, the number of times you trick your players, you want the tricks to feel great. Mm-hmm. You don't want the tricks to feel like, well, fuck, you're just protecting. So I either had to make Mazer completely OP, which I could have, and maybe that would have worked. That's what I did with the Zizek, and that didn't work either because I, my dice just decided were to like, fall over and die. Piece of shit that day. Um, which is great because it made for a great story. But in this particular case, <laughs> I was happen. like, you know what? It's totally it fine. Nice. It's totally fine. Mazer was a uh, Mazer getting killed, and then I was like, oh shit! What am I going to do for the rest of that? And then I found another way to to close it out by tying into the stories that the players had said that they wanted to kind of close out with. Uh, for the for the game, but in general, um, if you if my players surprise me, those are my favorite moments because then it means that I get to find out what happens next. Mm. If I always know what happens next, the game isn't as interesting for me. So when I get things like patches becomes a knight, or Sophia decides to destroy the entire freehold, oh, yeah. uh, or or Brom Brom has you? made choices. Yeah. That I've just been very deliberate about being like, oh. that's a, that's not what I expected Brom to do. <laughs> You're just gonna let Halea and go because like sometimes Brom is killed when I didn't expect it, and sometimes Brom is specifically like shown mercy when I didn't expect it, yeah. and that's when I get interesting, <laughs> or sorry, that's when I get interested. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that helps. Um, we're getting some things queued up. I, I know this was asked, and whoops, I just 
Anyway, uh, Kaiser Onik asks, which <laughs> villain was the most threatening in your opinion? King Melge, specifically because there was the, the, the old switcheroo. I honestly thought that was done. I was like, got him, done. We're like out, we're going to meet a new antagonist. And then Maskaroo came back. I mean, the mask came back as like, a, as like an antagonist, I guess is what I mean. Um, the mask been not Melge. Right. But like, yeah, exactly. But like that, knowing that that power kind of like lay there, I don't know. That, for me, that was like the most insidious because he, he had power kind of everywhere. Yeah, anybody who succeeded in splitting us up automatically mm-hmm. became more threatening to me. So when Broken Flight uh, took Patches and they took Kyoko or the vampires um, had those scary moments where awesome, Sophia was separated though. from everybody and like Mazer using people's um, like emotional vulnerability against them, that was all up there for me. Mm. I think most of the big bads had moments where they were really being really bad like to the point where I was like I don't know if we got this so like I think you did <laughs> well with the <laughs> major villains like mm-hmm. yeah starting with Eloise and Abford um, and working all the way Abford. through to Broken Flight and all of that and yeah the, the very last surprise enemies of yeah um it, Kung Fu Fenris why no Thalene because I can't do everything Straight up. That, that, sorry, that's that's basically it. Um, having Mel's die so damn early kind of threw me for a loop. Did we lose the mastermind early? Again, I don't care. Like the thing that I wanted most <laughs> is that if Brom, I don't care, John if, if Brom pulls out a gun and shoots somebody in the face and it succeeds, and I'm like, well, that was the king. <laughs> then I can make a choice. I can either say, well, Scott didn't know it was the king, so it's okay, or hmm. I can do something riskier that I think is more interesting. And in that case, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you just killed the king. And I think that that takes a little bit of, I'm not trying to buff myself up here, but it takes a bit of courage hmm. to let somebody really fuck with the game that way. But I'll remind you of a couple of things. The first is there can always be another layer of shadows behind if you need there to be. Although the more length, more shadows that you have, the more, again, your players will just be like, there's no point in my succeeding at anything because there's always someone else. True. And the mm. second thing is, there's always more villains. There's always more shit that can happen. So let them take one out and then have that moment of victory where you're like, I killed King Melge. And then have that moment of, I killed King Melge. <laughs> oh, shit. Whoa. Right? Like, yeah. And that's an interesting moment, I think. Yeah, I think, uh, just to jump in really quick, John, if I may, I feel like mm-hmm. your, the motivations behind a lot of the villains in the game are really, really cool. Because, like, you know, broadly, there's, like, political... like people who aim to secure political power and people who aim to do other nefarious things. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but all of them felt kind of unique. Like it wasn't. And I remember at some point we had a conversation off stream where we were talking about like, okay, are we like, are we going to try to like rehabilitate all of the villains we come across or not? Like, is there, is it just going to be this next one? It like doesn't matter or how are we going to navigate that? Yeah, mm-hmm. but a big difference between Changeling and Exalt Witch is because it was set, for me anyway, because it was set in this time uh, and it was contemporary, it, it it was less fantastical as a result, even though we were dealing with dragons and vampires, etc. Um, so you were less likely to just be like, kill <laughs> as the first response. True. Like in Exalt Witch, it was like, it felt like a completely different world. 
Um, and here you were more like, let's, let's figure this no, out. I'll just hide behind the pile of I mean, we usually ended up with murder, yeah. let's be well, honest. That's why it's a pile, right? So you can hide behind it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kofu Fenris asked briefly why were satyrs always asshole villains? And the answer is uh, luck. Because hmm. you're thinking, I think, specifically of like two satyrs? Yeah. And one of them ended up being okay. Yeah. So, point. Uh, Crosshair thinks, I think I know the answer, but was the safety off most of the campaign? Was PC death a possibility no matter the situation? No. It wasn't. Uh, PC death is something that is technically always on the table, but something that I would prefer to avoid. Um, if the campaign is kind of hitting its stride and running really well, but it's been going on for a long enough period of time, I don't want to kill a PC because that ends the game. Um, if you've been playing for like 50 sessions and then Braum gets popped, do you honestly think that Scott could bring in another PC and it would just feel like the same game? Like, I don't think it would. I did have a new character ready to go. And I mean, and we'll definitely talk about <laughs> oh that because that's cool. But like, <laughs> after 20 sessions, maybe. But after like 80 sessions, you can't just replace mm -hmm. somebody. Yeah. Um, and so the answer to that is yes, if a player was making enough moves that I was going to have to kill them, then I would have. And I do think that there are certain combats where I would have been like, this is, at the very end, I've specifically mentioned to the players, I'm now turning the safety completely off mm -hmm. because it's the end of the campaign. And if you die, I don't care. Or I care, but, you know. But uh, it's a tricky situation. And it also depends on the style of the game. Like for Star Wars, safety's probably going to be off a lot because, A, it's really hard to kill somebody in the Star Wars <laughs> system. Like you have to really try. Yeah. But also um, the... It's Star Wars, you know, like I think characters can be a little more uh, disposable. Everyone asks, during the campaign, did any player have a backup character vaguely percolating just in case? And if so, what was it? A hundred percent. And I will say this because it was the other character concept I sort of envisaged to fulfill what I thought the role I wanted to play was, which was like I wanted to play the bruiser, the Ray, I guess, nice. um, uh, in that sense. Um, and so, you know, when there, there was a moment relatively early on where I was like, eee, yikes, like, combat's, <laughs> combat's a lot tougher in this game. Like, uh oh um, But I had envisaged a really mean, really scrappy Clericon. Um, you know, like, really beat up. I actually had envisaged this character for Pugmire originally, weirdly. But, like, mm -hmm. really beat up and just really spiteful of the world. Um, and Chloricons are so cool. <laughs> Just have really cool birthrights. Mm -hmm. uh, other people? I don't do other people? Have? No, because when I start coming up with a new character, I get more excited about that than my current one. So I, I purposely try to not oh, think of fair. any new PCs unless necessary. Yeah. I can't compartmentalize. <laughs> I, I think hmm. probably initially I might have had one or two alternatives. Um, like, oh, I might go down this path. And then I think later on, it was just a general feeling of, I would probably start by opening up to this kith, but I didn't have anything predefined. Mm -hmm. I don't because I just play whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> it's one of, the, one of the benefits of being the storyteller is that if I want to play a certain kind of character, I can. Uh, if I want to stop playing a character, I can. Uh, will have PC deaths in Paranoia? Yes. <laughs> but uh, the Eleanor, computer is my friend. <laughs> yeah, I If you, understand. John, had the chance to play in this campaign as a PC, what character would it have been? One Ooh. of the NPCs? I, 
This is a very hard question for me to answer because I, if I wasn't running it, it wouldn't be this game, right? Yeah, that's true. No, it's true. It'd be a now, if I was to play a character that was to act alongside these three, uh, so the, there's a couple of characters that were designed to be like characters they could call upon for help if they needed it. So there was Zeron and Kyoko, and Cog actually was the the oh, last one cute. towards the end. Um, I probably if I if I was going to play in it, I wouldn't play necessarily Cog because I think it's. I wouldn't want to sort of presume upon Kate and be like, well, here's a PC that you have to kind of take care of. <laughs> right? Like, that's, that's something that I can do as a storyteller and as an NPC, but as a PC, I would have to talk that out with Kate beforehand yeah, yeah, uh, to make sure that that'd be okay. Um, so it would have probably been Kyoko, hmm. uh, honestly, because yeah. Puka were a kith that were unrepresented. And as much as Autumn She and, and Arcadian She are different kith in 20th, but I remember there was discussion around, if, if I can say this, there was discussion around Puka and Slua as kiths that might not be conducive to PCs in mm -hmm. a streaming yeah. setting mm -hmm. um, for the sort of like relatively obvious reasons of their frailties and having to role play those at a table amongst friends, like, okay, yeah, you, you just you don't talk a lot or whatever or a lot. flagged that those might be difficult ones for Ursula us to play and as and Puka. and Puka for us to stream as specifically yeah specifically we didn't have like these we probably could do Slua yeah. now finally but yeah at the time it would have been quite a yeah mm -hmm. challenge uh, Mr. Shast <laughs> a related note then if you were going to a new changeling <laughs> character today is there something you'd look to playing I'd have to crack that book open and see what jumps out at me. I would probably start looking at the arts that none of us used, and the yes. like. I think that's where I would start. I'd see which of those Ooh. found jumped out at me as exciting, and figure out what type of character might use those because there's so much. There, it's a big book. It's got so much content. <coughs> as much as we had 136 sessions, there's so much left unexplored. Do you think we'll ever play Changeling again? Never! <laughs> Whoa! She just tore the whole book in half! I thought that was the table. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> but I like table through everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, there, w there was an art, actually. Specifically, I remember being like, can I work this into Brahm's character? No. Well, oh well. You know, it's just like, well, I guess that's never happening. But it really stood out to me as something I'd love to play with. Kung Fu Fenris, I'm really glad that they didn't include any of the NPCs in Ignite. Um... When you start doing that, it becomes very difficult to explain why that NPC isn't around. Um, I, I needed... So I have had this happen where um, in campaigns, people induct an NPC into, like, the group. And it's, like, great, right up until the point where you're like, well, now I always have to have an excuse for why that player is... There, like, why that NPC is there or not. And... Uh, I also mean it makes it a little less special, the, the bond that they have. If it can just be like, oh, yeah, well, I, I, I fell in love with that person. Can they be part of Ignite? Mm -hmm. And, like, <laughs> that's, it's less kind of uh, impressive. Christopher says, Liz made me think about this again. How do you as players find using your real-life area as game setting in the modern nights? I'll admit that I personally am hesitant to do that uh, due to a preconceived notion that it'll interfere with the story, but that might be group-related. Uh, I thought it was super cool when we could perfectly picture different settings um less cool when it comes to combat um for yeah. for me because you're like ah there are mortals around so you're kind of like i mean that that gives an interesting level to it in and of itself but 
I don't know. No, but I had a, a very, and I, I think it's actually tied to this, sorry to jump in here, Kate, but like just that, yeah, I think very similarly, Liz, yeah, I love, I love being like, oh, it's somewhere that I know and like I could be that person walking next mm-hmm. to Brom right now, like <laughs> passing him or whatever. But then, oh, I could also be that person at that cafe on this street downtown and watch a man, like, murder a man with a sword in broad daylight. Like, that's what, you know, I was sitting next to opposite Mazer, and part of me was like, I think Brom might just stab him. And then me, Scott, was like, damn, that's the streets of Montreal, dude. Like, I don't know. And it, it's a really, that was a tightrope for me. Not all the time, especially indoors. You're like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think, though, that speaks to maybe making it more effective because mm. I think that we are supposed to be aware that we shouldn't be breaking the uh, eschiet, yeah. that, yeah, there are mortals. Because I, I don't think I would think of that if we were in somewhere that I'd never seen or heard of. True. So perhaps that helped in that sense. But I personally loved it because um, John and I both spent a lot of time around Westmount Square because of our various schools. Um, so to me, that whole neighborhood, like my high school was there and I've just, like, I've worked at, in some of those buildings. And so to me, it's so cool to, as I said, yeah, to know, I know there's a stairway here and an exit there and there's a tree and a thing and a thing. So it allows for those dynamic moments of, I'm going to do this badass thing. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I'm inclined to agree. There are definitely advantages to both. The, uh, of playing in a place that we absolutely don't know and playing in a place that we absolutely do. And the, it's true that sometimes it can, it can make things feel more real and therefore that can be disturbing. Uh, and sometimes that's actually an advantage. And it's sort of like, yeah, it, it is kind of weird when you shove a sword in somebody's gullet, right? Like, depending on the game that you're playing. Sometimes you kill 40 people with one sword slash because you're an exalted and that's cool. And that is cool. Yeah, and sometimes cool. you want it to be more like, what are the ramifications of my taking a life? Mm. And that's a bit easier if you're like, I took a life on the corner of Atwater and, <laughs> you know, uh, like Brr. Atwater and Sherbrooke. And you're like, oh boy. Yeah. Right? It's a whole... Um, and I don't know what OHP stands for. I think for. it was just her being like, oh, that's Yeah, I think, I think it's Aragorn's like s- noise of like realization oh, and okay. surprise. Um, I saw it on Lemire first. Actually. Yeah, it, I, I do actually enjoy... Um, being able to play in my city compared to another because of that shorthand. Because I can say, like, okay, so it's taking place right now at Place des Arts, and everybody here knows how long it takes to kind of get to Place des Arts, mm-hmm. right? So instead of my saying, oh, and it would take you about 20 minutes to drive there right now, assuming that there wasn't any traffic, and uh, you could take a metro there, or you could take this bus, they know. This is the location, and this is how I get there. Or if I say, uh, you're standing on the mountain, and they know what mountain I mean, <laughs> because there's only one. <laughs> so, <laughs> romance and smexy time questions coming up. Oh, boy. <sighs> Kay, Claire, and Kyoko. Elizabeth, Nailed did it. Sophia ever Kay. get sex pee with the mountain dragon when she was doing her yearly sing-alongs to it? I'm pretty sure <laughs> not for the first Three meetups. Oh, oh. <laughs> afterwards, I don't know. All bets maybe are off. Met, I only fuck on the fourth single. In, in a dragon form, you know, and they had fun dragon times. Maybe Zeron joined. I don't know. That'd be an interesting moment if, like, These you know, then you got dragon pregnant. Like, how would yeah. that work? Well, you'd ha- you'd birth the Dovahkiin. 
Det var keen. Det var keen. Det var keen. Force. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god. It's 2020. It's still released no, in Skyrim. No, that's the dragon blooded and yeah. he, he ah, there we begins. go. There we go. Yeah. Hey. Which is also good too. Well, that's how they started. Hmm? <laughs> oh, that's Scott, how they started. Yeah. Is the K thing a reality or just happenstance? What does that mean? <laughs> See, I said it again. No, I actually don't understand. What do you mean is it a reality? <laughs> of course it's a reality. It's a thing that happened. But oh, like, oh, the, letter the letter K, K thing. <laughs> That's my wife you're talking about. What are you? It's letter K, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it, I honestly think it's a happenstance. Um, I don't remember naming K. I don't believe I did. I did name Claire. So are you saying you said I have an ex-wife and I don't know her name? No, I'm saying the the character came up <laughs> in my memories at some point in the game and it was like named, but oh, it wasn't named by me. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> but I'm not. I can't. I don't know. Uh, I don't uh, who is this? <laughs> to me, it was and then a, it was to me it was a coincidence that then just became a oh, thing yeah. that I was like, yeah, Don has it in for you now. Yeah, that's, which is because Claire is like a name that's very dear, near and dear to my heart, despite not having ever been like actually close with anybody. Anyway, whatever, it's just a name that I really like. Is it possible that Kay was a namer? No, Kay was not a namer. She Kay. named. She was like, oh. You're in love with K. Here's, here's something. Eleanor asks, what are the chances of at least a threesome, Brahm slash Kyoko slash Zeron? Because Brauron is a ship I only built in a small little flask. <laughs> so that's their question. What, what, what's your answer there? Uh, I, I think anything is possible. Um, I think if Zeron was in on it, then Sophia would probably be Absolutely, in on it at this point. Absolutely, even if she wasn't invited. Which I think actually brings us to a really interesting discussion that we should probably have out loud. Um, I don't have my notebook on me, but we know it. We know yeah. what's going on here. Here we go. Liz alluded last time at the end of the epilogue to the fact that we have secrets. I need some sexy music for this. I don't know if I have. I don't think that's it. We had, uh, how we say, secret goals. Yeah. We had a campaign long goal that we did not manage to completely achieve. To be fair, we <laughs> only started this goal, what, halfway through the campaign? Oh, yeah. like a third of the way through the third. campaign. It was third, yeah. Maybe a quarter of the way we through the campaign. Be, uh, if we'd started sure. from the get go. I oh, no yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Gotta Stay catch him up. <laughs> <laughs> we, we realized quite at, at some point during the campaign, as, as John was saying, that like we had kind of sexpeed uh, with a number of the different kith that are present in Changeling 20th. And we were like, well, hang on, how many are left? And then we got into a got him, catch them all kind of situation yeah. where we're like, hey, there you go, Aragorn, bam. Yeah. Not seeming kith. Yeah. Seeming yeah. or childling, wilder, and grump. So no thanks. I mean, well, that's fine, but like. That was accidental. Uh, you, did, yeah. you did manage to get one of each seeming, by the way. Yeah. Nice. Lant. Do you need to know who the childling yeah, is? Yeah, Lanta? Who's a childling? Kyoko. Oh, oh that's so cute, yeah. though. She's so yeah. beautiful. Oh, she sort of sure. shifted a Back bit, but like her general uh, seeming is childling. That's really interesting. Thank you, Changeling 20th, for childling, not specifically <laughs> meaning <laughs> child. child. Yeah, yeah. And that's why some people are reacting a little differently right now, and yeah. I, I admit that, like, Describing her as a childling is sometimes difficult for me because she's also the most, you know, I guess, openly sexual of the NPCs. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, childling does not have to do with age anymore. So, right. 
So yeah, we were trying to hook right. up with uh, one of each uh, kith. And despite the number of episodes, um, we did not succeed. I mean, who was missing? Boggin? Uh, yeah. Boggin. Autumn she? Mm-hmm. Troll. Yes. That was so, our last three. So literally, in the they last episode, <laughs> the idea was that Sophia and Brom and Claude, Claude would have a threesome because <laughs> it was like, bam, 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 get her done. <laughs> but like... It seemed like I mean, a really <laughs> weird way to end <laughs> the campaign, <laughs> so we decided not to... Uh, in favor of Sophia the slept story. with the knocker. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. patches slept with a slew. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's all there, guys. Like check the tape. Check, check we the have tape. the receipts. Patches we have Taylor the receipts. Had an evening. Uh, yes. So Crosser asks, "Did Mab ever get a partner?" Oh, we'll have to ask her. She doesn't tell me everything, Hello, unfortunately. <laughs> I got her her own cell phone, which was a huge mistake. Oh, come on. <laughs> Calls at all hours of the day and all night. Oh, drunk hours. texting. No, I'm just imagining Mab like just <laughs> swiping right all day, yeah. every day. Uh, <laughs> all right, so this was just okay. So we're actually have fun. this was uh, uh, so the questions that I put in with no name are questions that I've designed to have everybody answer. So Ooh. get your get your oh, things out. Shit, it's time uh, for a game. Which PC would be most likely to hook up with a Chimera? Assuming its name was Keelan. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to point out that there were there were characters that Brom <laughs> was presented with who he did not. That's go correct. For. That's correct. And also, I not all of his lovers had names that started with a hard K sound. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, so <laughs> which PC would be most likely to hook up with a Chimera, assuming its name was Keelan? One. Two, three. Oh! oh yes. Sophia. Did you also say Sophia? Of course. Yeah, of course. Great. Did we all say Sophia. Yes. Because I think Sophia is the one who's the most likely to hook up with the Chimera. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Brom would be able to wrap his head around that. No. Or anything around that. <laughs> I was going to say, so what do I do? What do I wrap around? Mab is one of the best non-verbal, non-verbal NPCs John has ever made. The other ones would include Little, little one. one. Little One was yes. super cute. Just <laughs> adorable. Remember we like found found little one in the fridge. There was that like getting kidnapped plot line there. We were scared. Eleonoria asks, did Kyoko and Zeron have a sort of friendly competition for Brahms' affections? Uh, no. Kyoko <laughs> Kyoko very much uh, wanted Brahm to love her, and she was convinced that it would never happen because she was the one who destroyed uh, his memory. Zeron. Turns was confused about love, and when he s- first started sort of realizing that maybe he didn't have to wait for somebody, the first person he tried was Brom, and Brom shut him down, and he was like, okay. That was, John, I actually remember that that session, or that moment, very specifically, because I was like, damn, is Brom going to go for this? Hmm. Didn't pan out. I don't remember why in that moment I was like, no. Because you don't have to fuck everybody. No, but... <laughs> You don't? Well, now I do. <laughs> <laughs> Who's my next character? Sir Fox a lot. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I am Baker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a singing, uh, a singing Baker. Singing. All right, get your cards oh. ready again. Oh, yes. right Assuming Cog was out of the picture, <laughs> which PC ah. had the best chance with High Queen Lenore? Um, 
Mm. Okay, wait. Does this mean... I am not asking which PC was the one who wanted High Queen Lenore the most. Fair enough, thank you. I'm asking which PC was Lenore the one most likely to crush on. And see, I'm going to make sure that my answer is secret because I actually know the real answer for this. (gasps) I'm curious as to what your thoughts are. Damn. Cat. Three, two, one. Sophia patches patches. Patches. <gasps> Got to keep it in house. Even if patches wouldn't have been interested in her, because that's so. What before Dougal though? What yes. It, okay. Before Dougal, she would have been most interested in patches because patches was the per- was the creator hmm. of the group. Inspirer. Doer, Destroyer. Oh. creator. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want to have sex with the Destroyer doer. <laughs> of worlds. All the, yeah. No. He's all dude out. <laughs> all the PCs must fight to the death. Who wins? Should we vote? We, we don't have to. I just thought it would be interesting. Not everyone <laughs> wants to climb Mount Brom. That is definitely true. <laughs> the assumption is that all of them want to kill the other, and like their Free morals isn't going to stop. <laughs> their morals aren't going to stop them. Uh, yes. Yeah, so the idea yeah. is that the, the everyone has been convinced that the other two have to die. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they all genuinely want to kill the others. Go ahead. Three, two, one, go. Oh damn! Did we all pick someone new? Yeah. yeah. Nice. I mean, none's a bit of a cop-out, but what I'm thinking in my mind is, like, Brom dies first, Patches manages to wound Sophia, and with her dying breath, she, like, consumes them both in a fire or some crazy shit. Yeah. I do think that if Sophia (laughs) used Sovereign, that would Mm -hmm. help. She could, like, hopefully take Patches' willpower, which would be useful. But remember Mm -hmm. that... But you have ranged attacks, and they're crazy powerful. You just need to hit me, like, twice, and and I'm dead. Both of them have a lot of willpower. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Which but I'm a countess. Yeah, That's true. you also like, but you've like so brilliantly destroyed things, like <laughs> set things alight. So I'm like, no, 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 you'd pull that out and you just incinerate us, literally or figuratively. I would invoke the weird. And just so my answer, people. my answer being Brom, is that I think that if Brom had, if like if it was just a moment of like, okay, they have to die. Brom would be the one who'd be the most ready to kill. Mm. Yikes. Um, I think that Patches would be close, but I think that Brom has the most experience actually ending somebody's life. Yeah. But if Sophia's ready to kill them, that means they must have done something really bad. So she's probably got the anger. Oh, I mean, that's she But anger? anger clouds your judgment. Exactly. <laughs> Anger leads to fear, and fear leads to hate, I guess. Mm-hmm. You disagree with end-of-game Braum being the most ready to kill? I don't know. End-of-game Braum? I don't yeah. know if I agree with that. Braum, Braum, Braum. Again, again, yeah. again. You want more of these? Yeah, right. more questions. Again, again. <laughs> <laughs> I will <laughs> yeah, Braum would bring say, one up. Wait, I want a truce. <laughs> Uh, which, no, so who among us are the most obsessive about their dice? Three, two, one. This is this is actually a bit of a no-brainer. Yeah, no. 
It's a good question, though. Who's second? Oh. Can I vote? For Elizabeth twice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, three, two, one. Which? Okay, all right, okay. I so was not including you. I'm a bad My trick friend. is that I, oh. I actually, I think I've owned the most dice out of everybody, but like that's less about why I'm obsessive. It's that I have this set, I use this set when I run, oh, and I true. keep it in this box. Very particular. Like I have the it's nicest true. dice accessories at the table. But I'm the most obsessive with rituals. Yes. Um, I need to roll all my dice. The ones that are successful are part of the A team. The ones that are not are the backups. And then I try to roll from the A team as much as possible that evening, only dipping into the other pool if I have to. Uh, and when I don't do that ritual, <laughs> things go very Is poorly. Is the dice box made of rich mahogany? No, it's uh, black cherry. Mm -hmm. That's not Or no, right. walnut. Black walnut. Walnut, walnut. yeah. Um, it's a, this dice box is a wormwood uh, dice box along with the dice tray and dice tower. The dice tower is not currently assembled. Um, and I've been honestly very impressed with them. I do have to ask a little bit about how to repair a little bit of the, yeah, the sides here because they've come apart a bit, yeah. which I think would just be wood glue. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to contact them because they have a guarantee about that sort of thing. Which PC would be the most likely to turn evil? Hashtag secret villain. Uh, Wormwood do make Evil? boxes for 10d10, so that's that's this one. I don't know if it's still on their website, but <sighs> this is not a standard. This is a, their extra Evil? long one, so mm. that it can hold 10d10. I need more. Well, yeah, we all need more. So, uh, which PC is the one most likely to turn evil? Three, two, one. I'm sorry. It's such a cop out. I'm yeah, really sorry. I, I included the nun card for a yeah, reason. Yeah, no, it's true. So to Sophia and I say Brom. Oh, very good. Uh, the reason why I say Brom is because all it would take was for him to break an oath. Yes, that it is takes true. Takes one bad day. Huh. And then mm. I think that it would like it would just drive him <laughs> right into like craziness. Whereas Aragorn's hit the nail on the head, re Sophia. <laughs> this is Galadriel, and you don't even need the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Who has the better shot at Zeron, Brom or Patches? Oh, actually, I think I know the answer to this. Well, I suppose it's whoever asks me first. It's not who has better shot at Brom. It's whoever has. <laughs> that was that was my Zeron impression. Was oh, that not clear? God. Oh, I I thought it probably it was. Sounded but like I, Brom. <laughs> I know that's that's oh, what's funny. <clears throat> Three, two, one, go. Cha cha cha! Ooh. So Ooh. Brom, Brom, and Patches. Why do you say Patches? We had that whole like comrades in arms, and Brom mm. already shut him down. And that's true. There's, I mean, I. I haven't paid attention to all of his romantic entanglements, but I know it's largely involved women. I don't know. Good point. So, yeah, I don't know. And why Brom? Uh, I feel like they share a tender love that is, you know, between friends, but has always been a little something more that they've never indulged. That's all I'm going to say about that. I'm thinking mud wrestling. Done. Damn. Hey! So the reason why Wait. I say that it's Patches is exactly Wait. that reason, 
that assuming nothing changed and that you asked him today, he would be like, Brom turned me down. Oh. Well, hell, if I could uh, it does turn not back have time. to do. So there are questions about whether or not Brom, sorry, Brom, <laughs> whether or not Zeron is into dudes, and the answer is that he is not um, wholly, like completely, like fifty-fifty on men and women. But mm -hmm. he absolutely would have sex with men. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's he. If you asked him what he identified as, he's not pan. Mm. He would consider himself bi. Okay, cool. But leaning more towards uh, hetero romantic. So, cool. I think Brom slash Zeron had romantic bromosexual undertones. Patches and Zeron felt like combat buddies. Yeah, but combat buddies, you know, that, that can happen. Mm -hmm. uh, which PC would be the last to die? So the last changeling is how I'm going to define this. It's the last person who's hold, held on to their changeling uh, soul. This is a tough question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love can bloom on the battlefield. We've learned from Solid Snake. God damn it, Crosshair. Three. Hold on. Two. Oh. Whoa, whoa. Three, two, one. Oh! Oh! Are oh! we? Oh, not quite. Okay. I thought about not Patches. Quite. Patches is my second choice. Uh, but then I thought of me. Why, why Patches? Why <laughs> Sophia? Sophia. Uh, you know, I, while you answer that, I'll be right back. Yeah. I was almost going to say Sophia, but I felt like Sophia might be a little bit more likely to do something brash for love or for the good of a bunch of mortals that some shitty bailer were trying to get rid of or something like that, Oops. right? Like the whole <laughs> fuck this, I'm going to go burn down Abford Pharma energy, I feel like might lead to Sophia uh, dying before, you know, super old age. So that's why we're out. And I similarly was thinking, I was thinking of a scenario where it's like, Sophia starts to be forgotten or get, starts to be lost to the forgetting and she just goes full in the other direction to recover and ends up just like burning up in a glamour-fueled, you know, fuck fest or fire fest more likely. Yeah. Right? Just too far in the other direction. For sure. Yeah. Makes sense. That's where I'm at. Yeah, that was a hard question to answer. Mm. I think... Uh, she's sort of gotten more, I'm not going to say responsible, but she has a mm -hmm. bit more sense of self-preservation now that she's yeah, well, sure. a countess. Yeah. Um, because she wants all of these things that she's implemented to actually like last. Mm -hmm. So she's got extra motivation to hang on for as long as possible. Yeah. Whereas I think or Patches is still very effective. like, she's smart, but she's still, if, if, if there's a, a house on fire, she's still going to run in and try to save yeah. people. Yeah. Impulsive. We have a until John comes back, but I think we're going to, yeah, we're going to maybe miss that window, unfortunately, Aragorn. Uh, which one? The one that's on the screen right now? I don't maybe. Know. Elizabeth, yeah, was there someone left see. alive that Sophia wishes were dealt with? <laughs> dealt with. <laughs> that's a good question. I mean, she's... She's really angry that she wasn't there to see the end of Mazer. Um, I think she's disappointed with how things ended with Velen. Um, because she wanted him to die? No, just that, like... Because she wanted to be with him? That No, that the deal they cut was, like, she... she I think she wanted him to be, like 
at her beck and call for a considerable amount of time to make amends for what he did and also to make it up to Zeron what he did to him. And that didn't happen, so I think she's sort of like... Oh, Zeron's just going to go and hunt him down. Good, great, wonderful. There are certain things that Zeron won't put up with. Excellent. (laughs) And using cold iron on him is one of them. So what his idea was essentially was to allow you to make the political victory and then for him to be like, but I never said anything. Mm-hmm. Right. That's uh, specifically why I didn't include him in that uh, one-on-one talk also. So if <laughs> so yep. wasn't satisfied. Crosshair asks, Kate, did Patches find it difficult to handle all the politicky-talky stuff? And how did she manage it if she did? Uh, definitely found it difficult. Uh, she definitely... Basically, early on, it was just uh, let other people do the talking until she gets so mad that she has to act. Like, you know, making everyone forget the head of House Gwydion. That was so good. That was a pretty fucking Um, baller move. Then, later on, when she decided she was starting to either be just pulled into it all the time or once she joined nobility, it was, like, basically study. And even when we were first going to Taranar, she was like, teach me the courtly etiquette so I don't fuck this up. So it was much more a study, learn the facts, than an understanding. If that makes sense. Yeah, Househeads got kind of fucked up this game. That's very true. This is a high power game. It happens. But yeah, I mean like that's it was also interesting to me that you started off with Charisma 1, but that you didn't end with Charisma 1. And typically when players take a one and they're proud of it, like Kate has been, they keep it forever. And I think that that was actually really cool when you bought Charisma 2, because you're like, I have reason to do that. Yeah, I'd been, she'd been talking more, and I just found that I had started to find ways to get my point across without completely fucking it up. So I felt that I should reflect that on the character sheet. John, mm. what did happen to her go? Well, he, he came to visit us at the Grand Best Inn. Uh, Hergo just continued to live out his new life as a a, a masked Avenger, <laughs> essentially. Mm. Um, and he was happy to do it. He was inspired by the people who he had helped along the way. Because, yeah, essentially, Patch, I'm, I'm trying to remember that moment exactly now, but, like, you gave him purpose, right? He was, like, following us along, and eventually you were like, here like, you go, here's I your sword. I want to go die. And she was like, cool, there's a bunch of enemies. Go go down in a blaze of glory. And then he didn't die. And, and that that's the key, is that his his whole point was, like, I I'm a great warrior who needs to, like, ride the lead train to... Foxville, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> but when Patches gave him a weapon and was like, "Okay, you're a warrior. Go deal with it," he did. Right. I guess he felt like named in a way, right? Like or, or something. Yep. <laughs> Fuck off. Was Hergo okay. the toast of the game? As in, not meant as anything but an effing goat? No, I was the one who kept Hergo coming back. They didn't. They never were like, "I wonder what Hergo's doing." <laughs> no, that <laughs> is true. I don't think we've That's ever true. said that <laughs> in the game. Uh, back to voting style character. Who cried the most the day we ended the campaign? Chat did. Yeah, we can 
<laughs> me. Oh. oh. Laurel first. Okay. <laughs> Three, two, one. <gasps> it was me. Oh. My the That's thing so though was that I. It, it hit me really I about that. an hour before game started. Oh, and oh. you weren't here yet. Ah. And I couldn't so. cry in front of Kate because I didn't want to put the burden of that on a player right. on the last session. So I basically like ran away. <laughs> and like he spent was, a, yeah go ahead yeah he was just in the bathroom for a long time and I was just like whatever and like maybe he's like reading something on his phone like just completely <laughs> oblivious until he told me after the game Aww. yeah uh, I, I I didn't my my thing was I was like I I didn't want to uh, take things away from people who had grown to love things so much and I was mm -hmm. like I, I felt Felt badly about that, and then afterwards, I was like, "That's a stupid thing to be sad about because <laughs> there's always no more things." But yeah, no, it was it was totally me, as near as I can tell, because I don't think either of these two chuckle fucks had any tears roll. So, no, I was it was for me it was before game. I mean, I had feelings. I should yeah. I should be clear. We're you know we're not robots over here on this side of the room, well, not yet. Yeah. Not that they no, know. I can't actually. I haven't been able to check. You've just swapped out with robots when you were you know. <laughs> yep. We are similarly. I think I'm just my uh, my my sadness for the campaign ending was overwhelmed by my um, uh, satisfaction in how it wrapped up. Because mm. um, I know that if I'd felt if if you know if I was sad that it was ending, that was one thing. But if I if I wanted it to keep going, it wouldn't have been as enjoyable. Mm -hmm. I think it wrapped up perfectly and I'm so excited for what's coming next. So that was what was like driving it. Um, yeah, no regrets for it ending though. I think it's right. I'll answer a question nobody asked, uh, which was whether, um, did I intend for the game to end ah. happily? And That's a good question. The, the reality is that when it, when it came down to it, the last session, I was letting the dice fall because I, I didn't want to decide. Mm. I thought it would be too cheap to sort of be like, no, you know what? Everyone's going to have a happy ending because then it wouldn't have felt like you'd earned it. And I also felt like I didn't want to specifically be like, no, Brom can't survive this one because I think that that also would have felt like, I just was like, you know what? Let's, let's see how the combat goes. Um, I was obviously in control enough of the combat that I wasn't going to be like, okay, so round one, Jajak spends nine rage. Uh, she slices all of you to ribbons, and that's the end of the game. Because that would have been lame. But I, I was rolling dice open the whole, the yep. whole session. Um, and terrible, I got... Terrible dice rolls. I got fucked. <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, but like the, I, to me, happy or sad ending was less important than good. Mm. And I was super fucking nervous about whether we'd be able to stick the landing. Because um, the, the key session was actually the second to last session. It was the penultimate yeah, one. The combat. Um, and it wasn't just the combat. It was there, was, there were a lot of decisions made that day um, and then the sessions leading up to it that made it so that all the players felt to me like they had an equal say in what happened at the end. That they had an equal, equal contribution to how it, uh, the story played out. Because if you don't have that, 
you leave somebody feeling like, yeah. I could have done more. Yeah. Like I could have, like I, like when it came down to it, when the chips, when the chips were down, I didn't show up the way that the other two did. And that's inevitable sometimes. Like sometimes you can't help that. But I kind of felt like this time we didn't have that. Yeah, it stops being our story, right? At that point, I feel like it would start to be like, oh, it's like, oh, this is this was your story. Mine was earlier or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Braum was a legend until the end. It's very kind. Legends never die. You know, unless Braum botches twice. <laughs> <laughs> then a tank rolls over. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He went down like a punk so many times. No, not really. A good but that's one of the good things about Changeling is you can die, but not die. Right. Right. Um, although, Krister, uh, death just giving you a couple of points of banality and not even a dot anymore, not sure I'm a fan of that. I might house rule that in the future. Ooh. That a death, if, if in a death in Changeling, a chimerical death means a dot of banality. Bam. Just. <laughs> because I think that there should be a consequence that is felt for death. And even because now you can. Uh, Leave. Oh, featured as being a butt. Uh, try refreshing. Would be my guess. Uh, but because there are ways to lose dots of banality yeah. um, that are like outlined in the in the book, so I feel like you can kind of do that. But if you don't have that, it's a, it's a little it's a little rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Excuse me. God, that was right into the mic. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> was there anything left unexplored from Brahm's memory lost time that you wished you got to? Uh, um, misleading question. Uh, <laughs> only in the sense that, uh, you know, how much of his life was quote-unquote missing was also, uh, John, like, I, something, it's, it's something you and I never even really, I mean... Ten years. Discussed. Right, sure, sorry. Let me rephrase that. Um, the amount of memory that was returned to me, uh, I, I have a sense of what it was. But, like, I never came to you and said, like, oh, hey, quick PS, there's, like, a really important moment from Brahm's life where you, like, saved some kids on a bus as they were going over a bridge. Like, I had that in my head, and, in fact, I referenced it at one point because it was part of my story. But, like, I didn't share that with you. I didn't share that with, like... The there's way a, that I pictured you know, it was that the memories were unlocked, but mm-hmm. that you couldn't remember them until something triggered them mm-hmm. for you. Uh, because otherwise, we would have had to come up with 10 years of backstory Oof. right away, and I think that would have been too much. Um, and then montage through it. There, there is one thing that I would have wanted to... Um, actually, no. 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 I'm kind of glad that it's as vague as it is, because I think that it's, it's an interesting question, but I think that it's a heavy topic, mm. especially for on stream, which is... Just how much did Kyoko do while you were gone? Oh, yeah. What did she do in King Melge's court? Yeah. And some of those things may have involved some personal sacrifices for her, but I don't necessarily want to get into what they were specifically Mm -hmm. because I don't think that the answer would be satisfying, and I also don't want to squick myself out Mm -hmm. um, because I don't think she regrets what she did, Mm -hmm. but I think that she believes that others would judge her for them. And that's why she didn't bring them up. Right. And I think there's a really fine line between uh, characters in a role-playing game having a relationship in which they have secrets or they keep things from each other or whatever, and 
uh, the real life experience that you can picture of a couple who are together for a long time, but who keep things from each other from their past. Like those are too close for me. I'd be a little because yeah. she also out, specifically disobeyed McAllister. Right. Right. She yes, went. I, she well, went when. Well, okay. She specifically did not seek permission to do what she did, mm-hmm. and went AWOL mm. from the Red Branch for quite a while to be doing this. Knowledge. And then McAllister found out about it, did not specifically interfere because he didn't find he couldn't find a way to do it that didn't endanger her. Mm-hmm. And then when she came back, he was like, "The fuck you did," <laughs> and she was like, "But I, it's. I think I like the fact that it's." in mystery because I think that then people can make their own decisions about right. what kind of happened. Yeah. Yeah, I was just concerned for Kyoko and her well-being. Yeah, in me too. When that was revealed. Yep. Yeah, I thought it was, was handled well and, and... No raggards. No raggards. We don't need to, like... You're right. We do, You know, it was, it was clear to me that she was... Uh, had been through a lot, for lack of a better term, I guess, maybe, but like... Because if they hadn't, there'd be no reason for the Red Branch to be in the state that it was. Mm -hmm. Kate, what eventually made Patches decide to go with the whole night thing? Was it a need to help alone? Or was it Brom or Sophia influence? Or was being noble always perhaps in the cards? (gasps) Um, It definitely wasn't planned. Um, It was never... (laughs) I don't... I don't think for most of the game, if you had asked me if Patches would ever be noble, she would have said yes. It was really only in maybe the five or maybe ten sessions before it happened that there started to be little bits and pieces that had accumulated over all the sessions before of um, Patches hearing people say, oh, well, you know, we'd offer her a position, but she wouldn't accept it. Um, just the way that uh, nobility spoke about non-nobles and um, there, there's a lot to it it's actually a really like I feel like I could talk for half an hour about it but there were a lot of little factors that added up um, the fact that so often the nobles are just certain kith and that knockers and certain other kith are much less represented mm. than nobility it was a way for her to get more shit done um, nice. it opened a few more doors and but absolutely in the moment it was it was very focused on Sophia and Zeron they seem to be happy together they want to be together I've heard this from them now that they want to be together and Granville isn't fucking doing anything about it okay cool it's me I'm gonna <laughs> give myself as much power to help as I can so it was it happened then because of that, but it would have happened eventually. Nice. It's sometimes hard to play NPCs who can't fix the problems because otherwise then the PCs would have nothing to do. It's true. Was Claude's wife planned from the start, and was there any reason you pulled that storyline out at that specific time? Thoughts? <laughs> um, <laughs> Claude's wife no. being in the basement and being a changeling who had done something wrong was always, from the beginning. And I knew that that there are some things that I know that I have to hold on to and that they never get revealed. Mm. And I have to accept that. There are things that I have thought of that were never revealed. And I'm okay with that. Um, and he, I even think of a lot of things that I then subsequently forget because I'm just like, oh, it's not going to come up. And I just push them out of my head to make room for new things. Um, 
the reason why we pulled out that storyline at that specific time is because I realized that it would it, that was a useful time to bring out for that storyline specifically. Uh, I hadn't decided the nature of Claude's wife's crime until later, but right. at that point I was like, I can use this for that. I've set, I've planted the seed. The seed only came up several sessions in that you discovered exactly what was wrong, and then afterwards I was like, okay, now I can use it. But then also, like, correct me if I'm wrong here, like, you know, when the game begins, you get to say, okay, here are these people, here's this place, here's a hook, here's something you're being asked to do, so here's a goal you need to pursue. But, like, if a character takes a shine to Claude and decides, like, hey, what's going on with your wife? Like, I want to know. Like, it gives you somewhere, like, you have something already kind of, like, in mind for what, um, there are additional threads that people can pull if they if they wanted to early, right? Yeah. Like potentially as well. Mm -hmm. uh, plant a lot of seeds and find out which seeds are the ones that players decide to water. Mm. Kate, quick PS: the candle's been out for about two minutes. Okay, so thank you. That time. <laughs> yeah, because I had seen it recently; it was still on. So that was like four hours. Woo. Yeah, we're at three forty-nine. Nice. So good. It should be fine. Cool. Uh, Elizabeth. <gasps> yes. Do you think that becoming Ooh. the regional leader type? hindered Sophia from inspiring people on a more personal level? Or would she even miss it, seeing as how she could influence the masses now? Um, I tried to bring that into the last session, actually. Um, so I was really happy when Pierre-Luc was the first one who applied for the, um, the artist residency, because it had been a very, very long time since Sophia had even, like, mused anyone, because um, we just didn't really have time but I decided to work that into her um, character. So yes, she can influence the masses and she can implement these programs that she's very excited to do, but she still misses the individual um, uh, interactions. interactions. Yeah, yeah. So, so to still have bits of that, I think is, is gonna be fulfilling her, not to the same degree that she had before, but it's still present in her life. It's very important to her. Mm. Hey. To me, was huh. there a potential for some more serious mage slash changeling crossover shenaniganery? Sorry, I'm going to say this again. Shenaniganery. Shenaniganery, sure. Since Patch's father showed up, I kept expecting more madness to ensue, but was thankful the No Marauder did. So first I'm going to point out that the amount that I think all three players know about mage is pretty minimal. Yeah. Um, which meant that I was planting, again, a seed and seeing if it was going to be watered. And... To a certain extent, there was some interest in like you had your con you had your concerns over the <laughs> probability engine, mm -hmm. um, and I think people enjoyed seeing Patch's father and also the slight embarrassment that came about as whether or not Patch's father was trying to you know get in with the doctor. doink yeah, uh, the doc, which yeah. by the way, do you want the answer to that? Of course, I mean sorry, I do not. Mm -hmm. Not even once. Not yeah. even once. No, it was, was there complete. Any interest? No. What were they doing down there? No, Saley was hitting on him. Oh, sure. But he was just like, I'm an, uh, I'm, I'm an assistant, <laughs> and, and she was just like, oh, he's one of those. No, seriously, I need you to just come over here and take uh, take your clothes off, love. And he'd be like, okay, <laughs> what's this for? Oh, never mind. <laughs> like so, uh, <laughs> it did doink. Uh, but yeah, uh, no, I. In reality, it was see how much my players cared about it, and they didn't care that much, so it was okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Kate, how did Patches and her father eventually settle things? Does it continue as the slightly frictional yet functional relationship that it was? Also, did they ever start combining the two fields of um, dreaming and the magic thingy he did? 
Uh, start with the last point. Uh, she kept trying to, like, coyly ask him about the whole mage thing, and he never seemed to engage on it. So I think she probably would continue attempting, but I, uh, based on his behavior thus far, he may not have. Um, I think that her relationship with her father will never be perfect, um, considering their estrangement oh, sure. for the majority of her life. But uh, I think it's definitely a lot better than it had been. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Saley has had the biggest lack of sexy times. True? I mean, biggest lack, I think to me, implies somebody who, like, really wants and does not get. And for me, that would be Incisor. I think Incisor has had the biggest lack of sexy times. Even Incisor though she's actually, had. Incisor actually got to experience a relatively long-term relationship with Sophia. Mm -hmm. I know. That's right. And, and still, Saley I would... just struck out every fucking time. And yet, I... I just find her disconcerting. Stripped in front of them. Oh, they, they didn't. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. I just and somehow she still just puts me off, man. I don't know. Scott, what came yeah. of your Brom loincicles? Oh, gross. That's kids. Your kids. Did someone do something about your kids? And I'm assuming that's a Back to the Future reference, and I'm here for it. <laughs> uh, I just assume Ware's taking care of them. What do you mean they're out on their own? Wh who authorized this? What became of the? I honestly, that would actually, like, if we were, again, if we may maybe weren't necessarily streaming or whatever, if we were playing in some medium where I could, like, ping John with messages all the time, I'd be like, hey, I'm going to call my kids. What are they up to? Hey, I want to really, like, I want to be more in their lives. Like, I want to teach them more about this and that and the other. Um, whereas, I guess, in this game, I was like, meh. <laughs> uh, I, I love their little duality, the two of them, and especially knowing now that they weren't, mm, I'm not going to say meant to, to crystallize. It's not that they're not meant to. It's just like that they both did at the same time. It's like, I feel like it's a very particular relationship to have with your brother. Um, and that that relationship is it's going to make for some hilarious like buddy cop comedies over the years, you know? I, I can't wait. Do you have a favorite child, and why is it Gus? Uh, this is a great question. Oh my God. No, obviously Aiden is my favorite question. child, and Gus is a little piece of shit who needs to learn how to clean his damn nose. We love Gus. God. We love both of these kids, guys. Jesus what do you want me to say? Christ. Oh my God. Uh, I am obviously kidding. Father? Yes? Oh, you've been here this whole time. Well, now you can see that sometimes people get angry, Gus. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bad father. Bad father. Bad father. Well, what's Named. happening again? <laughs> Scott, do you think that Flash Brom finally went out, sitting in a leather chair in his freehold, staring at pictures of Ignite? Or going out for one last adventure and dying to some beastie because his hip couldn't take it anymore? <laughs> or oh, option C of something else? <laughs> uh, I, actually, I actually had a very specific vision for the end of... Ever since you asked... Sorry, I'm going to say this. Um, Pre-full party, you asked us, like, how would your character die? I, I was like, huh. And I've started thinking about it a lot for characters that I play. Like, oh yeah, what would that look like? Um, and I described a situation in which Brom has like finished his adventuring and has regrumped and his like kids are off doing who knows Bye. what. The, uh, the High Queen interns. Yeah, exactly. Thanks so much. Gross. <laughs> um, and like... Things are, things are well, but, like, you know, he's kind of passed on all the wisdom he needs to pass on. 
and he goes for a walk on the mountain and looks out over the city of Montreal and physically becomes a stone statue and just becomes like a guardian over the city. Um, you know, teenagers would pee on that <laughs> statue, right? And I accept their <laughs> urine with pride. <laughs> Hello, I am Brom. <laughs> and so you turn into like the like a gargoyle, like Disney's gargoyles. <laughs> yes. You'd be voiced by probably LeVar Burton or somebody. <laughs> I'm okay with that. That's actually great. no. Michael Dorn would probably voice yeah, you. Yeah, the, the deep low voice. voice. Yeah. yeah. I'm all right. Who was the best dad this. in the game? Well, not me. That's for sure. Sophia, Sophia's right? Dad? Oh, Sophia's dad, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sophia, <laughs> what? Yeah, well, in the in the steal that cloak. That was pretty great. <laughs> you did the uh, Sophia's chrysalis episode. That was mm. cool. Um, who else, though? Hmm. I mean, a lot of the NPCs we sort of interacted a lot with didn't have kids in a traditional sense. Sister was a great father figure. True. I mean, kind of. TBH, kind of. Best uncle. Yes. Yeah, yes. Like, I'm the yeah. best dad. <laughs> I get over here to sit on my knee no. and tell me what you want for Christmas. <laughs> no, that's my bad knee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, tell me what you want for Christmas. <laughs> uh... I, I forgot <laughs> a character to include in the finale, and it was uh, Sandra. Oh, I don't. I wanted to very specifically mention that Zister started uh, influencing his oh. niece's life more. She, oh, that's nice. <laughs> I couldn't remember who it was. Shit. That's right. <laughs> she was really cute. Um, now I remember. But, yeah, Patches uh, founded a STEM program at her elementary school. That's right. That's awesome. Kids in STEM. Yeah, so that is canon, but I forgot to mention it. <laughs> Do you want me to add it to the wiki, or you can if you want. All right. Uh, Mr. Chinkaiser Onmek, this is from way earlier, but I also am sad that Sophizer did not happen again. Sophizer. I join your sadness. You could have. Sophizer. No. <laughs> Sophizer. <laughs> no, her uh, her empathy was too high. She knew that. Uh, it wasn't. Wouldn't have been good for. Her. Yeah. yeah. It's fair. And I, I think that was the right call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe Liz sad, though. Aragorn asks, ooh, this is an Aragorn question. Is there anything that Ignite believes they successfully accomplished fully, but in actuality there are loose threads that could have come up against? That could have come up again. Sorry. Uh, this is a dangerous question for me to answer, because if I answer and then they're like, oh, I do want to see how that would have turned out, well, then we're still playing Changeling. Um <laughs> So I'm gonna hold on to that in case for whatever reason for some like for some future April Fool's Day we decide to play another <laughs> nice. session or whatever. Uh, I will say that um, it's it's vaguely linked to this. I, I will say that uh, the the one thing that I will mention is the the Ramsey Alal was very easily resolved if they had remembered that that was an option for them. Mm. We just um, didn't know naming well yep. at all. It's fair, and that's and that's yeah, fine, and that's on me, right? That's not on you. See you in 2029. See you in nine <laughs> years, <laughs> fuckers. <laughs> what the hell is a changeling? Okay, here's I've a question aged. for everybody. What scenario well, would the PCs well, find the hardest 70, right? to handle? So have a look at your character sheets and find out which one, which of these abilities or, or areas would you be least well-equipped to handle considering that the three of you were present? Oh, all three of us together? Yeah, so it's like, where is the oh, hole? Oh, 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 oh. 
because I know what Patch's fa super failure is at at the moment. That's actually a really good question. Yep. Uh, you know who came up with that question? Me. Oh, shit. <laughs> Trapped in the middle of the desert with no food or water, and you make us resource manage. So, survival? Yeah. I have survival. How much? Three. What? I know. <laughs> Isn't that oh, wild? Fuck. What the hell? How about Where it? is How about the crafts? Okay, no, I still How vote Animal Kin because okay. I have no dots and I have negative one from Dougal. Okay. So, uh, Patches would botch whatever we were trying to do. <laughs> And like the animal would kill us, or shit. yeah, get like all you'd its meet friends. like a hedgehog, and the hedgehog would instantly be like "fuck you" and fling quills. <laughs> wow! And, and call two an animal, but like so that might not be enough to offset. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but like manipulation as well as actually, it's I think it's an attribute that we're all none mm -hmm. of us are like overwhelmingly good at. So it's a joust. You'd be horrible at a jousting tournament. <laughs> manipulation. You wouldn't be yeah, able to handle your horse properly. Fake out. Fake oh, out, okay. Jousting, yeah, okay, that's well, fair. Well, Kate, how many investigation dots does Patches have? Three. God damn it. Detective Patches. Look, you guys have been playing for a how long about time. science and tech? Uh, one in science, two in tech. All right, so science. It's a science fair. We're all on the same it's team. It's a science fair. <laughs> do we, <laughs> Patches, do we yeah. mix She has one dot in science. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to I mean, do. I hear, yeah, the yeah, biggest I mean, boom boom. Like a I hear volcanoes are a good thing. It's, yeah, it's a chemistry But she'd just fair. lick everything. That's and true. then she would die. That's how she goes out. <laughs> Licking something and dying? Oh, everything. I mean, eidetic taste is a four-point merit. I spent a lot of my character creation you points to, to, to be able to lick things. things. I know you were. So that's how she would die. Was there an art or skill you wish you'd gone for as opposed to another because you feel it could have taken the character and or the story in another direction, which would have been fun to explore? Uh, so I had already mentioned infusion. Um, but yeah. Oh, I, I just because I, um, I was always really drawn towards autumn. Uh, as an art, and the possibilities of not like evil, but like malice that it implied. And if Brom had gone down the path of Autumn, I think there would have been a lot more. For me, there would have been um, maybe more of a push to like have him kind of teetering between Seely and Unseely, and like that kind of storyline, which becomes very different. Mm -hmm. Maybe naming. I remember when I was making my character and choosing arts, naming jumped out at me. Uh, but then it seemed like a really complicated art to try to undertake for my first foray into Changeling, so I... I gotta do to. something. Oh, boy. I gotta do something. You'll see. Sir Christoph, it would be my pleasure to judge your science fair. I am very well versed in the necessities of corrugated plastic. And, of course... It would be my honor to present the prize, which would be a handcrafted medal that I made myself uh. for that who is the most worthy. <laughs> uh, we all like Reggie. Yeah. <laughs> we all like Reggie. What significant <laughs> character trader action did you introduce into the game without really thinking about it? Well, I don't really think about a lot of the stuff I do, so I guess that's a bit of a trick as well. <laughs> well, <sighs> no, so Aragorn, that is absolutely because I have amnesia and flashbacks and, and mystery enemy all on my character sheet. Like, I don't know. It's like a, that's, that's, 
the, the really weird direct way of speaking was something that I just started doing, and I was like, okay, I guess this is a thing now, and now it's... I guess I am Brom. This is me. I am Brom. It's like a very... I don't know. It's weird. Well, impatient but that's just made sense to, mm-hmm. to Patches. Mm-hmm. So, like, as much as it is a trait, it is also just... It was an obvious choice while I was looking through them, so that... Just without thinking, it just yep. like, whoop. Yeah. Yep. Anything jump out to you, Liz? Um, I don't know. We're Maybe when I was first building the character, I didn't know it would be so heavily weighted on like dream interpretation and dream sure. study. So that came. It just kind of started. Yeah. Through Oniromancy, that became a bigger thing. Uh, I acknowledge your whisper, Aragorn. I guess uh, so. You know, I'm going to do this. So uh, we're <gasps> we're not ending, but I am going to say what the play of the campaign was. So you oh, can look at the screen for now. Damn. Uh, so there has been a vote, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to go up, as it <gasps> were, uh, because <laughs> because we can. I think just to respond to a near as and and uh, uh, like impatient and stuff it's fun to l- it's fun to look back because like in hindsight like of course those are the characters those are the characters yeah. we made the story we told but if they went in a different direction yeah it'd be a different person entirely true sorry john okay yes so thank you these were apparently from what i understand these were nominated by our audience so all of these are nominations okay. and then they were voted upon so i am going to name them uh, <coughs> And we'll find out which one was at the top. Play so, of the campaign. Uh, play of the campaign. Uh, Sophia walks in dreams to reassure Zeron. Oh, I remember that. That was so nice. I remember that. Thanks, Scott. No, it was really nice. Thank you. Ignite manages to keep their dream rocket ship together as it crashed. <sighs> oh, my God. Magic and might. With that. Which on top? Yeah, you remember? You're, yeah, you're yeah, hanging no, off no, the no, back. I'm you're like, it. I'm <laughs> like, oh my god, <laughs> that was crazy. Hashtag puke. <laughs> hey. Play of the campaign. <laughs> Hashtag Seronia. Sophie. And like, is that the queen? So it's Sophia at Zeron, oh. I believe, oh. is what that is. Oh. Serania. Uh, oh. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, yes, okay. yes, there we go. Sophia. <laughs> I was like, Since I'm that's got to be a threesome a of some kind. Yeah. How many has she had? Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Brioco. Aw. Of course, sure. I'll, yeah. That's sweet. Patches snipes the vampires. Yeah. Yeah, that was that's crazy awesome. sesh. Brahms legend never dies more than a few times anyway. It's not really a play, but I'll allow it. <laughs> Brahm recovers his memories. Mm-hmm. Sesh. Sophia ignites the vampires. Yay! Yeah. Guys, we killed a lot of vampires. We did. <laughs> Sophia Fs up gears as a dragon and the spark as a dragon and Ab- for, look, self gone is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of burning that happened. I wish a dragon. Patches rewinds time to save <gasps> Brom. I mean, I'm biased, right? so but that was my play of the campaign. Like a recurring. Yeah. Patches shocks everyone by becoming nobility. Yeah. 
Yeah. Brom kills Melge. It was also a crazy sesh. But the play of the campaign, <gasps> as voted upon by the audience today, Ignite unmakes a Dante and restores mm. a romance. Woo! We did it! Go team! Go team! He did a bad thing, and he did another bad thing, and we followed him into the dreaming, and then we made him good again. <laughs> and now they're together again. They're happy. Oh, <laughs> oh no. dog. What was your vote? Hashtag you puke. You can tell us. It, it can be puke. That's fine. I can see the like the because it's a pie chart, and I feel like there's a pretty good distribution of a lot of them, and there are like three or four that are really tiny. Hmm. <laughs> that's because some of them only got one vote. No, oh. but that's okay. No, there's a lot of things to vote for. Yeah. Yeah, I can remember when we were like into that part of the campaign. It felt like a uh, like oh yeah okay this is like this is a climactic moment in this campaign. And therefore, Kunku Fenris asks, together. what was your favorite <laughs> arc of plot? Tell us as many different arcs, by the way. That's what he wrote. Mm. Uh, that's a good question. I'm going to say Broken Flight, actually. Ew. I know. <laughs> like, but that's exactly it. <laughs> that's it. Because it elicits that response. Oh, God. Because there were so many among them. Because, because it was... Many of them had reasonable things that they were fighting for. And some of them were just profiteering, like Mazer, yep. which was really fucked. Was the worst, yeah. Uh, and just manipulating everyone. And then they were doing really despicable things because this is war and it's what has to be done. And it was how do you, how do you counter such extremists without going to extremes that you can't pull yourself back from? It was just, it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I, I'm thinking, Kate, I don't know. Did anything jump out for you? Um, everything, which is the trouble. Yeah. It's true, right? I was... Okay. I'm not going to say favorite because I feel like this would be undervaluing a lot of the campaign, but, like, um, Jig Grifter? Mm. Jig Grifter and the... And the <laughs> and Gears. Mm -hmm. A Gears car? I don't know. It was a really different feel from what we had just done before. Um, Jig was, like, a total question mark. I thought that was really fun. And there was also this like businessy aspect. It was like, oh, are they gonna like shut down the spark like legally, but illegally, you know? Um, yeah. I think maybe the Eloise, w like when we found out that she was actually bad and so us having saved her was oh, like, so th that little arc and where, I feel like that's the first time that we lost the spark. <laughs> the uh, first time. Whoops. Um, so I think maybe that one, I mean, they were, they're all good and I feel like I'm just choosing it to be different, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to say I that this, when, this was a mini arc, but, and it also, I don't mean to imply that we peaked early, uh, but some of the best moments in this campaign, and I think, which set kind of the tone moving forward, which I really, uh, which I really enjoyed was, uh, the sessions that we ran one-on-one. -on -one with each of you, yep. mm -hmm. because so much happened in those one-on-one -on -one sessions. Yeah. Uh, that was when Melz died. That was when uh, you sniped the vampires. And that's when uh, 
Sophia stood up to Eloise and regained control of the spark. Yeah, you mm-hmm. defended the spark essentially, well, not single-handedly, but it was like you, Zeron, and Claude, I think. Yeah, pretty it's much. It's a good team. But she was also the one who pulled Claude into it. Oh, that's right. He was like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah, those were those were great, really cool sessions. Nothing against all of us together. Um, because we time? we were available. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we literally did the one-on-one sessions because that's what we could do uh, at that the time. time. We were going to other otherwise we were going to miss a whole bunch of sessions. So we we came up with that. I'll totally do that again. It was yeah. totally worth it. Crosser asks, "Why do you play tabletop role-playing games?" Wow. Whoa! It sparks joy. Oh, it sparks joy. That's true. Um, I uh, uh, I like um, <laughs> I like sitting around the table with friends and playing games. I really like some of the sort of like games that we play, you know, that are like longer and slightly more involved sort of storytelling stuff. But at a certain point, they end up. Becoming strategic, which I also really enjoy. But, like, there's something really fun about sitting around the table without the need of any stuff. And it's just, like, what can you conjure up between you? Without the need of any stuff. Laptop, iPad, <laughs> laptop, monitor, camera, camera, lights, lights, green screen, dice, I blame these keyboard, guys mouse, that, yeah. dice, water <laughs> bottles. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff here, yeah. Okay, wait, wait, wait. so snacks don't count, first and Sunboard. foremost. I just want to put that... Yeah. Mike, 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 Mike. Mike, 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 Mike. That is true. That is true. But I understand what you mean. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, I think that's, that's my answer to that statement. Question, rather. To get a chance to perform and be creative, um, especially in times when that's not happening otherwise, mm. uh, it makes you appreciate these Sundays even more. And seeing people, I mean, for God's sake, like we've been so isolated <laughs> lately. Like, it's it because we have this game and because we have this stream, it's a guaranteed social activity every week, which is so welcome and needed. Mm. Yeah. yeah, for me, it is largely a social activity. It's something that I didn't have in my life for um, from around the time I said just before I started university until Exalt Witch began. Um, I just hadn't had gaming in my life due to, you know, my previous gaming group having nine to five jobs and thus clashing with my schedule. Mm. Um, yeah, there's, it's, it's the collective working together to, to create something, which is what I get out of theater is that collaborative effort. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, Krista has a really lovely message here. I don't know if everyone's yeah, we'll, read it. Yeah, we'll go chat. with that yeah. and then I'll give my answer. Oh, yeah, of course. This is the highest praise I can give, and it is for all of you. As someone connected to the game the way I've had the fortune of being, you made the game your own, and that's why I love the Chronicle Aww. itself and watching you bring it to us. Yeah. Well, thank you. I mean, I can give, I can give two answers to this question. The first is that when I was growing up, uh, I was earmarked for careers that involved uh, a lot of science, 
a lot of uh, study, a lot of discipline. Uh, I was going to be a doctor, or I was going to be an engineer, and I to the point where I was actually in you know like applying for like pre med and stuff, right? Like that I I had these things going on, and uh, there came a moment in my life where I abruptly kind of had to throw it all away. I'm not going to get into the, like, the dramatics of it, but I'm going to say that I knew at that time after I had made that decision that I had to be rigorous study and discipline, like you told me, uh, that I had to be creative in my life, that that was what I needed to be or I was not going to have much of a life at all. And role-playing is, to me, one of the creative outlets that I have where I can do it for no one else but the people I care about. Because I actually do, I am lucky enough now that I have a career um, being creative. I'm a designer, I'm a writer, I am a scriptwriter, I am an actor sometimes, occasionally. Um, and that's something that I find incredibly lucky. But when you're doing those things, you're being creative for somebody else. And that has its own merits and benefits but there are times where I want to do something for me, and for some people, they write. They write their own screenplays, or their own novels, or their own short stories, or they draw, or they sculpt, or they, they create art for themselves. And for me, it's role-playing. Mm. And that's, that's, that's how I've done it, because I've always preferred creating with other people instead of just by myself. But the reason why I really play tabletop role-playing games is the reasons that have been stated just now. I get to have time where I get to create with my friends. And that's incredibly important to me. I'm closer to the people who are sitting in this room right now um, because of role playing. Mm. And it's not how I met them. It is not the thing that got me uh, into uh, this social circle. And it's not the thing that keep, kept us friends for years but it is the thing that keeps me close to them now, mm -hmm. among other things. And I'll be honest with you, the fact that we're lucky enough that we say, hey, every Sunday this is what we're doing because it matches our interests. We like streaming, we like performing, we like creating, we like hanging out with each other. Um, every Sunday is a tough schedule sometimes to keep up. But I'm lucky enough that I get to do that. So that's why I play. And thank you, 16-Bit Eric. Mm-hmm. And Trey and everyone. Trey Dog says, I completely envy the presentation of the way you guys do Changeling. I wish we could pull it off. Other people in their campaigns lose my interest pretty fast, but I enjoy the way that you guys did this, and I like, um, and like I have said many times, I learned a lot from watching it. I mean, that's always gratifying to hear yeah. that people learn yeah. from this, but that's also one of our stated goals for this channel. Mm -hmm. um, and also, honestly, um, I, the reason why I like this channel compared to, uh, um, compared to other games that I've run is that this channel isn't just about the game. This channel's actually about the people playing it. Cause that's, and, and I firmly believe that. I think that it's, the campaign is actually secondary uh, to you, uh, to us being able to reach out to you directly and seeing how we react it's why it's incredibly important for me that we have cameras on our faces um, and that you can hear us properly. 
So, the Crosser asks, how do you feel about the length of the game? Was it a bit long or just enough? Hmm. I, I, yeah, I thought it was a bit long, and then we kept playing, and it was great. Like, like yeah. something, so, uh, it was a roller coaster, you know what I mean? There was, like, a moment of, like, oh, well, I guess that's it. Perhaps we're pulling into the station, what? You know, mm -hmm. I got excited again. I think it just peaks and valleys, right? There's certain weeks maybe I don't feel as kind of on or, or whatever, or as ready to engage with, like, the goals of the character. Um, but in terms of length of the game, there was like there was like an arbitrary mark. Where it was like this is long enough for a game. I think this is good. And then we kept playing, and it's been great. Like I think we, well, I think we, I know we talked about that. Uh, when when is enough enough? You know, that's all. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna echo that. Mm. Um, there were a few moments, so I was like, okay, wow, this game's been going on a, a really long time. And and John would ask us periodically. Um, how do you feel about the game? Do you still feel as excited about it as you did? Like, do you think you'd be wanting it to wrap up? And each time I'd be like, no, no, I don't think so. I'm still excited by it. Um, but then, I don't know, there just came a moment where we all sort of went, yeah, it's time. So it felt right. Yeah. And I feel like for a while, we also didn't have as clear of a sense of what might come next. Whereas yeah. more recently we felt like, okay, we have a lot of options to explore. And I feel like that's part of it because I find these Sundays so valuable in so many ways mm -hmm. that I don't want to just end if it's still working and go to nothing. Yeah. yeah. That's that. Yeah. That is the key. Sure. It's like if one day we were like, well, I guess that's it. And then the next Sunday it was like, do you want to hang out or not? You know what I mean? Like then I mean, it would, it would, yeah, that yeah. would be very sad. Crosshair says, for me, if you'll allow a moment of non-aloof, as Kate said it, <laughs> as I probably said in Last Froyo, these Sundays have been one of the constants for years Last now. Froyo. No matter the week situation, whatever happens, I knew it was there, 1 a.m. every Sunday to wrap the week. I've gone to bed happy for five years, and here's to five Aww. more. Uh, was the game too long? Yes. But it's only yes because yes. it's hard for audience. It wasn't too long for us. Mm. Now that we're transitioning to a new season format, we are, we've got like kind of a stopgap to try to be able to keep audience in. There are people who've been watching the stream from the beginning who've reached out to me who have uh, apologized for falling off the wagon and then being like, I could never get back on. There's just too much content. And I agree. <laughs> like, all, how the hell are you going to watch like 80 episodes, 100 episodes, 130? Some people did. Mm -hmm. Sure. And wow. It's tough. <laughs> so we're going to try this for the next while we're going to try seasons we're going to see how that goes and remember it doesn't mean that a game has to end when a season is over we can choose to renew or move on to something else um but i do want to make sure that we're taking into account everybody's needs and if we decide at some point no we absolutely have to have these hundred episode long fucking weird ass blockbuster mm -hmm. campaigns then we'll go back to them yeah <laughs> so uh, kung fu fenris writes i got a hell of a, a lot of praise when I wake up, but y'all have created something amazing and I'll be around to partake of your damn joy. And now I'm getting sleepy and melancholic and you're <laughs> reawakened to the dream of Arcadia inside of me. That's hell of rad. Nice. Nice. Uh, we'll always, by the way, Danny, Lily, and anyone else, we'll always have at our core trying to teach. Mm -hmm. um, although we're not like directly teaching all the time, but we are. we have plans to 
help that even more in our streams coming forward. We hope that you'll stick around to find out. Kaiser Omnic says, this chronicle really motivated me to try to take a second look at the world of darkness. Might play mage in the fall. Very cool. So that's, that's really good to hear because then, you know, you're kind of taking the passion that you feel for a game and going out and like making it, make it in your own image. <laughs> you know, do something that you think is going to be fun. Dio the Yarn Dragon says, I started my changeling journey before I met you guys. At first I hate it. And then I started yeah. learning more and I started to enjoy it more, but I still couldn't wrap my head around it. This stream taught me so much and I learned to love changeling the more I learned. Thank you for that. Well, that's really cool too. Thanks, Dio. And Christer says that I hope that you've learned from Sophia that it's hashtag Seely for life now. <laughs> the Crosshair asks, yeah. what's the one thing you learned during this game, not necessarily even as a player or storyteller, but also as a person? Whoa. Whoa. Um, whoa. <laughs> I know. Exaltwitch happened, um, and at first we were playing Exaltwitch every two weeks, and that was it. And we were like, yep, that's what we can commit to, every two weeks. And then we realized that every two weeks was kind of difficult, because if you missed one session, that meant a whole month between one session and the next. Mm. And we were like, no one's going to remember shit about what happened, especially in a stream game. And then for us, we also started being like, well, maybe we could just play the next game, and then we'll skip Right, so we'll play two games in a row. And if I remember correctly, it just became, okay, well then I guess we'll just start playing every game because we realized that we were enjoying it That's and that we funny. wanted to every keep going. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the stream also started you know, gathering a bit more steam and people started watching it more and, and that kind of motivated us. And then I moved and mm. it took me away from uh, people who I very, very, very much cared about. And I went to a place where I knew almost nobody. And uh, I had a link back to here that was game and I'm not saying that like I wouldn't have stayed friends or like that we would have fallen but like there was a link there was a link it was right there um, and I learned how important that was for me during Exalt Twitch. during Changeling I learned how important that link was to me even if I'm still here mm. uh, the I like I've I've turned down things on Sunday evenings just as a matter of course, being like, no, nah, can't do it, got a thing. Yeah, me too. And we've all, I think we all have. All of us, yeah. And I think also we all have realized that sometimes we do have to miss a session, and we've realized that that's okay. But we've changed the default. The default is not, can we game? The default is, we are gaming. And it's taught me that you need to find friends for whom you need the default. Mm. I mean, look, we're not all massive extroverts, surprisingly, <laughs> right? Like, you'd think that, like, a bunch of actors and people yeah. who lived in, like, the, you know, you'd think, but yeah. no. Um, yeah, we take 10 minutes to sit in silence on the stream here. And, and, then, <laughs> and, and, and then COVID hit. Yeah. And then once again, we were apart. And we came together with solutions so fucking fast to make sure that this stream could stay and keep going because we couldn't be together in the same room. Like it was, it was a law in Quebec. You could not. Mm -hmm. um, and I realized that this game was keeping me together during a time where I was being told that you weren't going to be allowed to be around other people. So 
that's what I learned. Just how important that it is to have something like this for myself. For me. I'm not saying it's necessarily important for everybody. But it's important for me. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's really well said, John. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess, obviously. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, it's, it's really well said. Um, <laughs> yeet, um, oh, hold whoa, on, I'm going to interrupt you. Wow, One of it. the last gifts I received from my mother before oh she passed was a copy of Changeling's Second Edition. Oh. It was the game that carried me through some of the hardest times in my life. I've become very passionate about it, to the point of being incredibly opinionated in the past, I'll admit. And though I backed off from that, I can say that, without a doubt, this stream has been the purest embodiment of the game that I carry in my heart. Thank you. And that's from Puka Jutsu. Damn, Puka. Um, Can I get that on a t-shirt? <laughs> Just the last sentence. I don't know. Uh, Changeling's an important game to a lot of people. Yeah. One of the things that I can tell you about the world of darkness, I do want to hear your, your lessons learned, but mm. one of the important things about the world of darkness is that vampire and werewolf and mage are the more popular lines, but something that I don't think they anticipated was just how dedicated the Changeling fan base was. Mm -hmm. Because when Changeling... Uh, the Lost came out. It was intended as a one-off book. Literally just like, oh, well, we'll, yeah, Changeling, sure. But like, so many people were like, yeah, I'm in. Because it was, it wasn't just that they loved the game. It was that the game was such an important part of their lives. Mm -hmm. um, this game has been important for people struggling with their own identity. Yeah. It's been important for people who've been struggling with the idea of having to let go of their dreams, of sinking into this mass of banality. Um, it it hits hard and it hits home for a lot of people who play it. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me. Well, damn. So what else did you learn? Thanks. Uh, I realize now that Crosshair asks the question that I always fucking ask. <laughs> I mean, I uh, I just want to kind of reiterate a little bit, John, like because I I feel like I I learned something very similar, but very valuable as well, which was like, because change is the constant in our lives, it's like ever more important, I think, especially as you kind of continue to grow and find changes in your life. It's like especially important to have rituals for yourself and to not like be afraid of letting them go if they're not doing anything for you, if they're not healthy or whatever, but like those rituals that we have for ourselves to sort of like anchor us in a, um, like in time or whatever, uh, is really important because like we can measure the game of Changeling in terms of years, but it feels more like, I don't know, it just feels like a, it feels like a game to me. It doesn't feel like a, a passage of time per se. It feels like a constant in a time when so many things have changed and, and we've changed in like new work opportunities and new friends and so on and so forth, you know? Who are these new friends? I will destroy them. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I go, yeah! <laughs> when, you, when you say something like that, I mm. would point out that traditions are important as long as they are also constantly evaluated. Yes, of course. Because the danger is when a tradition becomes something that no longer is useful for anybody. If of we're course. like, oh, I guess I have to show up for Sunday, fuck, but, then yeah. it's no good. Yeah. But like, 100%. there is still something to be said about knowing that there is a thing that we do. Yeah, no, I, I guess what I mean is, like, because change is the constant in your life, choosing your constants yeah. is what makes you who you are today, like, right now. It's, like, what you choose to be, like, this is what I do every day, every week, every month, every year, whatever. 
yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When I was growing up, I was constantly losing interest in in pastimes and hobbies and pursuits, constantly. But the only thing that mm. I was always interested in from a very young age was acting. And so when it came time to choose what I wanted to go into in post-secondary education, that decision was easy because it was like it was the constant. Um, so kind of in that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, you know, duplicate what you both said. I'm not going to reiterate it, but it, uh, this one even more so than Exalt Witch is, um, sort of making me understand more about myself based on how even when I'm playing a character, there are certain things that I just won't role play, that mm. I just won't, like, that I just can't find the words or the phrases to improv. And it would be different if I had a script and I was playing a character with a script, um, the only example that's really coming to mind is when there is an, a person, uh, a, a malevolent person in a position of authority giving me an order. I just can't take it and move on. Like, I have to uh, uh, stand against them. Mm -hmm. Even if it's like if it's stupid, I noticed it with Ray. I'm noticing it with Sophia. I'm like, <laughs> I feel like this is a this is a constant thing because I get like my hackles get raised and mm -hmm. that's so it's become like really noticeable. But it's, it's a, uh, it's one of the reasons we role plays to discover these sorts of things, exactly. even about ourselves. I agree. Mm -hmm. Also, Kung Fu Fenris, yours is the jewel. <laughs> it will pierce the heavens. <gasps> yeah. Change is good. Mm. Ooh. And this is when she's like, I'm out. <laughs> I held on to this for a long time, but. There's so much change that we encounter in our lives um, that if you can find a way to find it, find the opportunities. It's like the death card in tarot. It doesn't mean you're going to die. It means a new beginning, a rebirth. It's the karmic cycle of Buddhism. Like, it's all of that. It's looking, finding ways to find the good in the change. Because I feel like if I have a motto, especially when it comes to certain facets of my career, it is don't fuck with shit. If it works, <laughs> don't just change it because you can. Please uh. stop. So... For me to find ways that I can actually embrace the change, um, find the good in it, it's, yeah, I feel like that's a lesson that perhaps I pulled out of mm. this changeling campaign. Mm. I think that's fair. Yep. Change is good, hashtag unseely for life, is, is, that, is that where we're going with this? Well, yeah, <laughs> I think it is. Crosshair says, some say it takes five years to be a completely different person or such. And funnily enough, I barely knew many of the people here when it all started. I can't wait to see what kind of group this will be after the next five. Slightly more gray hairs. A lot more gray hairs. <laughs> well, yeah. maybe. Might just... No. Just mm. don't, we might just all go for the... Bald look for the undercut look for the yeah. the dye. Clever <laughs> is free, but you can subscribe to RPG Clinic hey. for just four ninety nine. Hey. Oh, yeah. hey. <laughs> 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 
That's what that face looks like to me. I think overall, though, the best thing that we can pull off from Unseelie for Life is that we are embracing change here. And I think change in this case is going to be good. We're saying goodbye to this campaign. This is, that, this is it. The Froyo session is the last one, which is also the last RPG content we will see on this channel <gasps> uh, yes. for uh, the foreseeable future because it's all moving over to our new branded channel, RPG Clinic, which is where we'll be hosting RPG-related stuff and you know, other like group activities because it's moving away from being a channel with my name on it and being a channel with the name it deserves on it. Uh, we get to do some pretty awesome shit <laughs> coming up because next week, what's happening? Next week, we are running something completely different. I will be running a game of 10 candles, a game of tragic horror. We've got a module all created up here. Um, we're going to be playing three, the four of us and special guest star, Jess Files, uh, who some of y'all probably know from various places, Punchy and Full Party, etc. Um, it's a uh, it's a very different kind of tone of game, and I'm I'm really curious to see where the five of us take it. Should be interesting. The following week is going to be a, a moment that you will all be required to attend because happiness is mandatory. Oh, uh, it will be a paranoia fun. session, also with Jess Files. Hey. Uh, I guarantee that these players don't know what they're in for, uh, and I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, come and see some mechanics that they're not going to expect. Uh, but then after that, we've got something else. The following week, I am running a one-shot game of Good Society, Jane Austen RPG, also featuring Jess Files. And then... We start our first season-structured campaign, Woo! Star Wars Reach. Going to begin with a session zero where we complete character creation um, and start to get to meet these yeah. new people or non-people, aliens, droids. Oh my God! What it could be people. Yeah, it's I not guess. Human. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, Interesting no. speciesists. Oh, hey, whoa, God. whoa. Uh, there is still going to be content on this channel. You may have tuned in for our recent streams of Fall Guys, uh, or perhaps you were there for the Tony Hawk warehouse demo, or maybe you the were hell? here Where was for... I? You were camping. camping. Damn it. Uh, or maybe you were here also for the Final Fantasy One solo Black Mage run, which we'll probably still try to keep going, which is like, oh boy. Uh, but like this channel still will exist. It's just, it's just going to be me. Um, RPG Clinic on Thursdays is still going to be a thing as well, uh, where it's either going to be me or potentially now one of these three, just talking video games and enjoying that because I think that that's still important. Um, but there are other streams that happen as well. Yeah, ouch, ouch the Black Mage. Uh, <laughs> Who knows? There are other streams that, that are coming up, which will be important, and uh, let's find out about those. Uh, you can catch me streaming uh, on twitch.tv slash BiffTheBoss on Tuesday evening. Um, we're having a good old-fashioned scream stream. Uh, I, for one, am very excited. Hey! Thank you. Thank you, weirdness. 
uh, as well, I believe I, well, I, I may be taking over for the RPG Clinic time slot on Thursday. Um, maybe I'll be playing something, or maybe I'll be talking about thought process for 10 candles. Who knows? You know, it could be anything, really. We can, can figure that out <laughs> on the day. The thing is, you don't have scrubs, so you might have to wear something else. Lingerie? I mean, sure, car? but... Oh, yeah, got it. Okay, okay. Aren't those the same? <laughs> <laughs> Just the You've been to my bedroom. Wednesday? <laughs> Wednesday, we've got Drew Crew at 4 o'clock, <laughs> continuing these dang scarlet slippers. It's time for a dance. <laughs> Friday? And Friday? Friday, we have Punchy, Horizon Zero Dern, 6 o'clock on my channel. We're almost done, I think. Yeah. We're almost done. Uh, we Saturday is, is to be announced. There will most yeah. likely be something, but we're some of us are coming back from vacation on Saturday, and some of us are doing some stuff of us on have Saturday. Book club. Yeah. So yeah. we'll we, there will most likely be something, but time and actual content is to be determined. But Sunday, it's our first one shot as part of our season structure. Ten candles, as GM'd by Scott, with special guest Jen File. Yes. Jen. Jess Files. Why, why did I say Jen? Wow. Oh, brain. Fuck me. Um, Okay. Which is going to be right here. <laughs> wait. It's not no, going to be right here. <gasps> it's I mean, going to be on twitch.tv slash RPG Clinic. Well, that's God, it's like we planned it. I really hope that that's <laughs> not the birth of something that's going to happen. Ripka. Yeah, Ripka. So twitch.tv yeah. slash Ripka. Uh, cue the Kermit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, please drop a follow there if you want to catch our future content. Uh, if you don't mind... Dropping a follow to our new YouTube channel as well, so they can have a real link instead of a string of crazy characters. That would be fab too. I should follow if I'm not. Um, <laughs> but most importantly, yeah, if you want to catch our games live, make sure that you're following RPG Clinic on Twitch. Mm -hmm. Yep. And you know, Discord, YouTube, all that shit. Like yeah, sure. Do that because we Just also now have a, a YouTube channel dedicated to that. Yep. It's got the playlists for all of Exalto and Changeling TS, Bam. as on Elizabeth Neal's channel. But then we are now going to be hosting them on their own channel. Uh, in the near future. Bye and bye all my YouTube subscribers, am I right? Hey. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, the Discord, though. Subscribing takes effort. <laughs> just ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, the um, Discord is, though, the best place to interact with people on a day-to-day -day basis, because I feel like we all drop in pretty much every day and to see what what's the haps and, like, you know, ask questions and find out from people yeah. and... Did so. you have any questions that we did not answer? I know that there were plenty. We got a lot of questions, and we really appreciate that. But there were plenty of questions we didn't answer. If you do want them answered, the best place is to do that on the Discord. Uh, I have one question. Are there any last words that anybody wants to hear from any of the PCs that we have here, any of the NPCs available? Is there something you need for us to say just at the very end? Here's the time for you to do that. Because after this, all those characters sent to a farm up, <gasps> up north in the province. That sounds nice. What yeah. do they do there? They'll have a lot of place to run around. That sounds great. Brom really enjoys running. There's going to be so many artists for Sophia to interact Brom, with. Brom, I'm going to make you a flower crown. Mm. And we will reenact the plot of Midsommar. Is that a nice film? It sounds lovely. It's very sunny. Oh, good. It's <laughs> <laughs> very sunny. <laughs> there isn't a, 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 a buy that I could give you that was going to be worth it. There, there's something that I, I think everybody needs to understand, and that is that you can't get rid of us. We're just there, yeah. like the clap. 
That's right. Hear what I said. You don't have to miss me. I'm always there, ready to serve in whatever you wish. Oh. Dio the Yarn Dragon. Oh. That's so nice. Oh. <laughs> you know, they say that an end is just a new beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Not for you. Oh! <laughs> oh! Oh! my God! You and I may not agree on the adherence <laughs> of court between Seely or Unseely, but I will say that it was well met. That we'll be seeing each other soon, I'm sure. How about one more I am wrong? I am inevitable. Yeah, do I. it. Yeah. <laughs> I. So he says, I am Brom, and I, and I go, hmm. Okay, I am wait, 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 here, I'm going to lead, in. lead you into it. Okay. okay. Yep. Uh, who will it be? Which? You don't understand. I am inevitable. I am Brom. Know the direction of RPG Clinic? We'll see you there. <gasps> Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for the last time. <laughs> well, the last time. <laughs>